Hey, what's up? Uh, we're Metallica! And this song was written by our own Zach Mooneyham. And we're back. Episode four, baby. And this week, it's a real special one. It's Metallica week. Let's go. All right, so normal, uh, normal host here, Dan and Alex. But this week's something special. It's the first time we've got a guest on, and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce friend of the show, Leighton Weber. How are you, mate? I'm already a friend of the show. Of course you are. Yeah, of course, oh, love that. from the beginning, Thanks, mate. Guys, just a bit of an introduction on Layin. Uh, Layin's an Instagram influencer um, that we've got on the show to boost our follower ratings. He's also a yet-to-be-proven Metallica fan. Yep. We'll find out. He claims he likes them, and he's going to guide us through. I'm this getting a album. full grilling. Holding well, my hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get a full grilling because I mean, you're the one who knows the most yeah, about exactly. this. So, you've got to check us on our facts. I did um, bring a gift. Oh. oh. My two no. honourable podcasters. <laughs> honourable. <laughs> Didn't say that. <laughs> After watching all three apps, oh I thought you know, I'd bring this on. That is amazing. And oh my for listeners at home, Alex, tell they them what this they is. They can't see what it is. So basically, Dan's dad, who's been missing for five years, has just walked through the door. Um, and and he's in the shot. shape of a Jack Daniels bowl. It's a Jack Daniels, a Jack Daniels bowl. bowl. Um, yeah. that's amazing, mate. This really feels like the Joe Rogan podcast now. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we've made it. That's what I'm saying. That's so nice. We'll, we'll crack into this, I think. Yeah. yeah a bit tipsy. Let's yeah. have it now. Yeah, why not? A yeah. shout out to Joe quickly. Um, if he wants to come on the show, we don't <laughs> know what kind of music he likes. What does he like? <laughs> I feel like he'd like Metallica. You think so? He yeah. looks like it. Definitely. He looks, like he, looks, a bloody he looks like the kind of guy who'd give you like Can a you Imagine if you came across a Joe in a mosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh my God. He'd eat you. Okay. Yeah. And so this is, uh, obviously... For long-time listeners, but for new ones, this is a podcast where a uh, few music enthusiasts discuss uh, Rolling Stones' top 100 albums of all time. And this week, we're on the 90, 97th, 7th, I believe, seventh, yeah. um, album. And it's Metallica, Master of Puppets. Uh, yeah. Fresh out of 1986. This is like a landmark thrash metal album. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. It was the first one. Uh, first real one. First, like, yeah, massive one. First one's a chart, I'm yeah. sure. Established the thrash scene in the US, big time. But you said um, they did their, um, their debut in 1981. Yeah, it was underground, though. It didn't chart. I mean, this was, like, the like the underground scene who were really into, like, thrash metal. They found Metallica. And it was a brand new sound on uh, Kill 'Em All yeah. in 81. They were like, I've never heard anything like this yeah. before. This is, like, super. Because heavy yeah. metal up to that point was just Black Sabbath. Um, basically, well, just Anthrax, Slayer, and yeah, that, they were the big four. The they ones were the big that four. started it with Metallica. Yeah, Metallica started the big movement, but it's Metallica come from with classic the rock, hasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. come. Was Sabbath Stemmed were the one, the first ones to go really dark with their metal sound. Yeah, um, like it was Led Zepp were like pretty upbeat. Goats. Like, yeah, and, like, goats. like epic Not tunes. Secret. Sabbath, like they introduced like the tritone, which we've talked about in our dissertations, Alex. Well, the uh, the famous tritone, yeah, the um, tritone um, interval. Yeah. The Devil's, the Devil's Interval. interval. They, they use it. So basically, um, in in the was it, the Middle Ages, yeah, um, medieval times, medieval times. They they there was this tritone of uh, notes played in a particular way. But when they were played, they connote just like this evil sound. Um, Kanye uses it on the bridge between um, A Devil in a New Dress and Runaway on My Beautiful Dark uh, Fantasy. Frank Ocean uses it 
um, in Nikes on the fourth chord. Well, it just gives a really, really dark tone. Yeah, they used to play yeah, it in so the medieval times. It got banned in it, medieval times. Yeah, it got banned from, it was from so evil. Like choral music in the medieval times. Because really? Because it was meant to be like satanic and, uh, a, you know, just like evoke the devil in the church. Christ. So they just stopped They just stopped using it. Yeah. Um, but thrash metal, they love this. Well, Black Sabbath used it on their title track from their album. It's called Black Sabbath. And that was like, yeah. I watched some documentaries on people hearing that for the first time and they were like, this is dark rock. Yeah. This is the first dark rock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were pioneers. Sabbath were, Sabbath were dark. Fun fact, did you know that technically heavy metal originated um, from only an hour away from here? Because Where's Black that? Sabbath really? are from Birmingham. So is Ozzy Osbourne. Well, yeah, you know, know Led Zepp had that. Led yeah. Zepp had that house in Headley Grange, which is where they recorded all that. Where's Headley Grange? Is that close? I don't know where that is. No. I think it's in Northampton. Well, anyway, but don't take heavy my metal, word for which it. is what we're basically covering, just a subgenre. Yeah. yeah, literally started an hour away from here. Yeah, crazy. That is mental. I mean, all the best bands coming out with this sort of stuff in the sixties and seventies were all English, and all they from were. Britain. Yeah, yeah. We, we are really proud to be British with all this yeah. stuff coming out. Yeah, I'm particularly proud of this music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Sorry, uh, you don't know my opinions on this. I don't yet. I don't know. Where's yet. Cliff Booth when you need him? <laughs> Cliff Booth. I'd say uh, uh, in joke already yeah. for the listeners. Okay, so should we do an intro on Metallica? Webb, yeah. you want to tell us what you know? I just know that I really like their music. I find a lot of their music to be epic. Yeah, quite epic, definitely. And I think. It could. What did it, what does it say to you when you do you like listening to it? Like, because you're you're yeah, kind of I a li- fan of I their, mean, their, their. I their listen to stuff it like quite that. a lot, to be fair, and I th- I feel like once I started to learn how to play the guitar, yeah, I feel yeah. like it came out a bit more. So for anybody like you two going into and and listening to Metallica, yeah, it's quite hard so when hard. you when you don't like have that you like know have have the way in. Yeah, I know what you mean. So if you listen to like Deep Purple or Led Zeppelin, of course, or Sabbath, or even like some of the later rock bands, even like any any sort even of classic like bon rock. Bon Jovi. Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 literally yeah. any band. Yeah, guitar and band. Yeah, there's yeah. so much music nowadays, which isn't isn't even bands anymore. Most yeah. people listen to when you go clubs. Uh, rock, rock is bloody dead. Bloody Famously, yeah. rock is dead. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know, Catfish. I mean... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> one one thing I would say at, on that point is um, there is when I was listening to this album, you can't help but appreciate like the musicians the musicianship that goes on in it, like the composition. They're legendary and like for a reason. The, yeah, the it's techni- crazy. The technicality. Yeah. Of what they're trying to pull off with mm. the guitarists and everything. The way they mental. play is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's actually mental. So like anyone who's like learning the guitar, or, like who is learning an instrument that yeah. to, that. And the people that they're admiring are of that level. It is inspiring and it does get you to listen to the music yeah. more and enjoy it more. But do you see what I mean by <coughs> you have to have a way in? You can't go in unless you are a proper metalhead. You can't go into this album and just listen to this album straight unless you love it. I feel yeah, like, I feel yeah. like you've got to be turned. You, you have to, before be this album, before you listen to it, you have to build up. So maybe like a bit of 1984, Fade to Black. That's like a very stairway to heaven um, sounding song and the That's way that it starts with the acoustic album before this yeah, yeah. and yeah. builds up to a great solo mm-hmm. um, you want to you want to start with something that like eases you into the rock process like when we went to Abu Dhabi and yeah. I showed all these boys 
rock. Yeah, we had we had a, quite a, a loving, a spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, um, and I show these guys some of my favorite songs, but I ease them into it. And best song to ease you into it is of course Stairway Tavern because it builds up to an epic. And then once you're sort of in there, you can unload all of these maybe harsher songs. Yeah, you can look around and and kind of yeah. pick it helps up. You on appreciate all the it more. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and yeah. that that track obviously came on the album previous and this this one master of puppets is the third studio album yeah by metallica um 1986 recorded in denmark um uh with producer fleming rasmussen <laughs> what name uh and it was the last album to feature cliff burton who was the bassist uh who died in a bus accident in sweden yeah. afterwards crazy did you hear Go about to. the details of that no, no. Um, it's quite mental. So they were on tour in Sweden on their first big tour, supporting the um, supporting the album. And uh, they were on the tour bus that night, and they all had um, designated bunks. And they had played a game of cards before they went to bed. Yeah. Who the band? Yeah. And um, Cliff pulled the ace, so he got to decide which bed to go in. So he actually went into um, um, he went into Kirk Hammett's bed, um, and. Because he won the game, and if yeah. he'd been in that bed, he would have died, Kirk. Yeah. But because when the bus flipped, he was on the top yeah. bed, he fell out the window and was crushed by the bus. So imagine how you'd feel, oh, being God. Kirk in that situation. You're saying Kirk or Kirk? Yeah, no, Kirk. Kirk. Kirk Hammond. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was, I was getting called out. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 kind so of. So it must have hit them hard, and it yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, after that, they so did, they, the albums went on like. I mean, there's a way to go with this album. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the the quality of the bass playing on this album, it's mental. The b- yeah, it's Cliff. It's nice, nice old pour of the drink. Like <laughs> if anyone is listening. Um, Sorry guys, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Just getting a bit keeping lit, it casual yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, d- you kind of covered your initial thoughts slightly. Did you? Have no, I, I, was to just, say? I was just I was just going off the context there for me. Um, what I, what I read about it. My initial thoughts on this album were I'm not a thrash fan. I don't think I don't think any of us are. I know you love Metallica, Leighton. But um thrash is something that is very, very difficult to get into. And it it's one of those things that's li- that like if you really if you like it, then you tend to absolutely love it. It's not like one of those things you can sort of like casual oh, listening. You know, yeah. I like thrash. Put that on at a party. No, no, no. It's for the right occasion, the right people. Yeah, it's a, it's a specific taste. Yeah, you can't you can't. That's that's there's a reason a specific taste. And I think this album's made the top 100, um, because it's the it's the flagship heavy metal album. Yeah, definitely. Totally. And it's what everyone can get behind who likes heavy metal, and it's 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 the one that's well known. And they had to have that specific taste probably in the top 100. You know, you got included yeah. in taste. Yeah, and this is the goat. Of that specific genre. I'm nervous about this podcast because I think it could be our most uh, divisive. Because what's important is like to understand that music is subjective. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as there is objectively bad music, I think we can all agree. Yeah. Um, Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I heard that one. (laughs) Yeah. I heard that one. (laughs) We heard Um, it. We heard it. I know you did. (laughs) So going into this, I I was at first I was curious. Yeah. Because like I just have no concept of thrash. Um, no. Really, like Weber said, he introduced the me. closest you probably had is 
the grunge movement, which is Nirvana. Like Nirvana, yeah, but even that, is that's not even less close to like the BPM of Flash. Yeah, this is the BPM, but that's probably the closest there's, there's you've one, had. There's one track on this that goes to 220 BPM. Like that is yeah. that is mental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, then I was then I was um, I can't lie, I was a bit, I was a bit like I, I was expecting this to be a chore because I listened to some of the the songs on it and I just thought this, I can't. It's gonna be a real struggle to listen to. Yeah, I can appreciate it, but like this is gonna be a chore. Anyway, and then then I went down like a rabbit hole on YouTube. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to learn as much as I could before I gave it a proper listen. And I was just so interested by this this scene, this this sub um culture, yeah. thrash metal. I watched like three hours of docs on it. Yeah, it was so interesting. Um, seeing like how well, on passionate the, on, on the culture or like on yeah, just, fans just on all or, of it really on like yeah. all the bands like Exodus, Megadeth, Slayer, what, like a documentary. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah. and I was like, it helped me. Uh, appreciate it a lot more and like what this music stands for as i mean i will never be into this music i don't think i i have to agree with you on that i think mainly because um maybe if i'd been introduced to this like three or four years ago and it was drilled into me then maybe i could but i'm not in a in a position now as like a 22 year old where i can fully be like influenced by like a, a like an ideology um a musical ideology. Yeah. That this That's is sad. You know what I mean? It's like, like it Santa is, Claus. Know what you mean. It's like now he knows. Yeah, no, it's 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 not even that. It's just like um I find I it, feel like when I you're find, younger sorry. you can really invest yourself into a musical style or like a subculture. Yeah. It's a lot harder as you grow older. And I think yeah. with this kind of music, it would take well, so thing, long. your tastes become more refined and then you're trying to so throw true. in probably the sharpest of all tastes yeah, yeah. heavy Crazy. metal into the mix it's very sharp you know yeah. i feel like if you really went for it on guitar and the same with you dan though you'll find that some of these songs that they have are actually the most fun to play I bet Master yeah. of Puppets looks so fun to play i, I mean a few. they're fucking crazy yeah they are like the actual I mean, title track yeah but even not even one that's on the album nothing else matters it's great to play. It's not heavy metal though, is it? No. It's not, it it's not thrash Spanish. metal. That's not, th- yeah, that's not, not thrash, thrash metal. But but I can enjoy nothing yeah, else matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah. Like, I like slower. But what I'm trying rock. to say is Metallica's songs Classic. are very fun to play. I'm sure they are. Yeah, I looked at some of the, it's complete tagging, but I was, while well, I was on the rabbit hole, yeah. I looked at some of James Hetfield, who's the lead guitarist and um, singer, lead vocals. His wrists are made of iron. Like, yeah. he just down picks. So, it's never up picking. Yeah. Like when you hear these r- rapid really? riffs, it's all they like, they showed like his wrist in slow mo. Yeah, it's, it's mental. Like his muscles in his wrist are incredible. Because you have to yeah. flick back and forth. Yeah. Literally, yeah, it's no up picking. It's just down. I don't know why he doesn't up pick. He just the, did it. He, just did, it, he did later he on. But on Master of Puppets, the song you kind of have to. Yeah. It's like it's so hard. Like unless you train your thing to up pick the same yeah. strength as a down pick for that long for like a five minute song. Yeah, I'm sure he could, but. Anyway, yeah, it was just crazy to look at. Right, should we should we get into the cover art? Yeah, let's, let's get do into it. it. Thoughts on the cover art on this one? Religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's safe to yeah. say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, it looks like a Minecraft mod. <laughs> it actually does. Shout like, out Tommy Dog. Think? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like something really like cube cubist about it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Think. Yeah, pixelated. Um, yeah, I I kind of liked it. I d- it didn't strike me too much. Like I, I, I liked. I thought it, f- it fitted the album really well. Put yourself um, in the mindset you're seeing this come out in 1986, though. Yeah, but he doesn't have to. No, but like, what do you think of this cover art if you're out in 1986? 
What do you think? What, at that time? I mean, I like it anyway. I like Compared it Compared to what's coming out at the time. I really, li- I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering what, I, like, what else yeah, was coming out saying. in terms of artwork at the time. Well, I had to look through like Megadeth, Slayer, all their cover art, yeah. Exodus. It was crazy. Like Exodus have an album called Bonded by Blood. Yeah. And the cover art is the same sort of cartoony style. It seemed to be like quite popular at the time amongst like thrash and heavy metal bands. Yeah. And it was literally two Siamese babies being ripped apart by their backs, their skin on their backs. Jeez. Jesus. Like, and like Slayer, they're so demonic, like it's pentagrams all over their art. So this is quite tame. I think this is quite beautiful. And, yeah. it, and it connotes yeah. what they're trying to talk about. Yeah. The puppetry I, I, and things. Yeah, I, I, yeah, with like the strings coming onto the yeah, that's deep for me, stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> always coming in with that kind of insight. You know where it would look good? What? Um, on an oversized tee at a Travis Scott concert, front row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, on, that, I, on that point. I, sorry, I, I see what you mean there. I've got a quite. This might piss you off, Webs. Why? Uh, you uh, Metallica hardcore fan, and uh, any any strong Metallica don't listen, fans. But when I was in summer camp in America. Yeah. Um, I went in and my, when I was looking after the 14 year olds, they were like, oh, I really want to get some Metallica, uh, shirts. And I was like, oh yeah, you like Metallica? Yeah. They were like, who? They thought it was just a brand. No. Oh, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> Cause you know, like Travis started wearing yeah. it and Justin yeah, Bieber. Yeah. They thought it was just a cool brand. Are you joking? No. Cause it, no, it popped that's, off. That's that's like Justin Bieber wore it. It just sums up kids nowadays, doesn't it? Oh, bloody kids. Bloody kids. Bloody kids. They don't, yeah, they don't have any, well, the only reason I have an appreciation for this sort of music is because my dad used to play not Metallica, but yeah. um, classic rock all the time. Yeah. My mum as well, cause she grew up in America yeah. and she used to listen to Guns N' Roses and, yeah. you know, the Eagles. Dad grew up in England, so he got the best of England as well. He got Led Zeppelin. You know, he got he got all the great bands. Yeah, yeah. So every every time we went on, have really long hair. Yeah, yes. dad dad is literally Jimmy Page. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue shout. He looked shout. He looked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, got got got, um, I haven't I shown you a mean. picture of him in the really in the eighties with like super long yeah. hair with his acoustic guitar sitting on a sofa. Oh, he, honestly, he was. Is that it was, was like? He ever, was he ever in a band? No, no, he's never he's in a band. Solo, no. solo, yeah, yeah, solo artist. Yeah, if anything, <laughs> he loved it, honestly. But he's he's the one that got me into this ever ever since I was young, literally like three, four in the car. I remember going down to Cornwall. He just whack it on, yeah, CD, and I just listened to it the whole way. Yeah, but, I think you know, I think that's one thing that with these kinds of albums, especially with classic rock albums as well, is. That whole like uh, medium of sitting in a car and listening to a CD front to back on a long journey yeah. is like the best way to get into it because you're not like listening to singles or like tracks that yeah. you know are, have just been like discarded. They're like the full works, the full album, and you can fully absorb it, especially at that age. Yeah, and you can really appreciate it. Yeah, and when you're growing that's, up, that's what they're made you look for. for someone yeah. To yeah, to cling on to something to cling on to. There's no si- there's no I mean, can you pick a single off this? But in terms of Master Metallica, of Puppets is the single. Yeah, but is it? I mean, that's just because I know that it is. Yeah, but it's not I mean, like that's the one. But I would say that would be the single, but it's eight minutes long. It's like crazy. it's n- that's, radio that's time. three singles. Yeah. Like you're not getting a radio edit of th- Master of Puppets. I think you'll find that. though that most classic rock albums, the songs are very long. That's just how it was back in that the day. That is true. You've got songs like that aren't less than five minutes in most cases. Yeah. 
you know. I do wonder, because like radio play, do you remember like Kerrang Radio? Yeah, yeah. They picked up like these these guys in the UK. Yeah. And like Did um, they? Led Zepp. Yeah. You remember my, well, my dad tells me stories of pirate radio because yeah, the radio yeah. in the UK was just BBC, one, two, three. Yeah. And so they didn't have anything of that. It was all just like gold, like all like the PC stuff. So like stuff like this, Black Sabbath, heavy stuff. They'd all be played on, you know, the boat that rocks, literally like a boat. Yeah. And they'd be tuning in from their bunk beds, listening to like, so they, I reckon they would play yeah. this stuck sort of length. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why kids would tune in on pirate radio well, this is and find that. Yeah. Maybe. This is, maybe. this is all underground music back in the day. Yeah. This was so not heard of. This is, this is like ultra rebellious and defining of the times. This sort of yeah, classic yeah. rock and then heavy metal. Well, it did chart. As huge as it is, it only charted 29. It did chart. It did chart. Yeah, but, but initially... It, this is not... Uh, that, that, I think that, when I read that, because like on, on Rolling Stone, they were like, uh, oh, it only charted 29th. It should have charted high. I was like, any person what's, what's who is like listening to this album, music... This, this album charted 29th. It, that was the highest to chart on Billboard. On Billboard. Oh, really? In America, yeah. Not and like UK. anyone who's like listening to music around that time, like the 80s, like... The, like the sh- like when pop music was just like MJ at its, yeah. at its highest. There's say. no way they're looking at this and being like, "This, this is I'm gonna listen to this to death." But till it's number one. You know, you've got to understand that there's was there was so many people who follow this. You know, in 1991, yeah. Yeah. Metallica they got the third biggest crowd live viewing of all time. Really? 1.6 million people watching. Was that Moscow? Yeah, Moscow. That was 91 though. Yeah, 90, that's, what I, said, that's what I said. That's what I said. Okay, yeah, yeah. That is mental, though. That is it? crazy. Third Especially highest for some ever for music as like jarring as this. So yeah. jarring. But like, it's Moscow, isn't it? You know. Yeah, you can tell yeah, they love they're it. Nuts. Stereotyping on the show. So we love anyone from <laughs> Moscow nuts. wants they're to reach nuts. out. We know we have a listener from there. And also, yourself. also, also please follow us on Instagram at mbdlf underscore podcast because we need some followers and we keep up to date with epic music memes. If you want to see Drake uh, and crying. Uh, and what's that in Russian, Dan? Oh, <laughs> no. no. Cut that. Um, That's stereotyping. <laughs> that is stereotyping. <laughs> yeah, so give us a follow right. if you want to keep up to date when we're releasing um, new episodes and stuff. Yeah. Right. Should, should we get start? into it? I think we should. Should we get into the album? Yeah. Track one. Battery. What do you think of this one? Well, I know what you, you think. You go first, Alex. Um, as soon as I listened to this, I was like, I'm going to hate this. Like, this Ooh, is going to be so hard to listen to. Like, there is so much to go through here. Um, one thing I would say, um, straight from the off about this whole album, but also this track in particular, the production on this album, considering how much there's going on in it, is absolutely incredible like to be able to balance everything that's going on the drums sound the drums sound quiet right but they sound like they pound and they push through the mix yeah. they don't overwhelm the mix and the guy i swear to god the, the guy was just born quantized 
The who, drummer. Who, the drummer, Ulrich. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just born quantized. Like the 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 shit he's playing. It's so just like, quick. It's so complex. It's so quick, and every beat hits exactly on the beat. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's, he's probably one drummer. of the best drummers of all time. Yeah, he's yeah. a great drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so with this one, yeah, um, real epic one, and uh, I really liked the. I thought this is such a crowd pleaser, especially for Metallica fans. Yeah. Obviously, it's about the crowd. You say it's an opener. They, I, Would I say it's an they opener? They did yeah. open it. They did. I saw on a live show they opened with Battery. Yeah, it's a great show opener. It feels like a show song rather yeah. than, an, yeah, um, yeah, than a recorded an song. song. Yeah. Like um, it's made for the, it's made for big live shows, isn't it? Like it it's almost like um, like uh, trying to wind up the crowd into into becoming what they want them to be, ready yeah. for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they refer to them as the battery, it's kind of like it's almost like they're at war with them, like going up against them, and it's just like this. They're setting up the show for it to just be an absolute mess. Yeah. yeah. Like a killing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. literally. And like they're the battery, so they keep everything charged. <laughs> All right. Isles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, Webbs, I think this, this, um, this was sort of shows off the skills of uh, frontman James Hetfield. Yeah. Do you have anything yeah, yeah. about him? Do you think he's, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's great. Him? Yeah. Yeah. Great soloist as well. I mean, he's not he, in he, terms of solo stuff. His guitar. I don't know if yeah. he did any solo stuff, but in terms of the way that he plays the guitar, I feel I feel like some of his solos are really, really good. Yeah, and they fits. They always fit so well with the song, especially his voice as well. I mean, I I do personally find his voice mm. a bit cringe. <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna no, lie. It's, 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 it's the lyrics. It's uh, yeah. I think it could be the, lyrics, the lyrics. But me and me and Alex were saying it's like. Almost like if this came out today, it'd be like, yeah, and I took my girl to the park. Yeah. You know, yeah it's, it's, just like, so it's, like, it's like almost a little why bit Why don't cringe. she text me back? <laughs> you got to remember when they wrote this, they were like but, 21. Yeah, but his voice fits very well with the song. Always. Yeah. It, 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 it sort of goes with that type of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I do know what you mean. I think the lyrics are like so... They're almost like um, basic. I but think well, I don't, I don't some think of them are like basic. basic. I don't think they're like basic. It's like um, they're like they're they're individ They're different from what you usually listen to. But like now, it's the kind of lyrics like we take the piss out of like singing yeah, about like if, if we were just being like yeah exactly you know like oh I hate like death to my soul. But I think it's well, that kind it's of meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's but, meant to get you hyped, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, when I listen to it. Yeah, I'm not trying to listen to it on a deeper level. It does just get me hyped, and it's really good music in that sense. And yeah. all the instrumental behind it, they're unbelievable musicians. It's just the vocals. Don't get me wrong, I love him, but they they're just trying to get you hyped. If you, if you, do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I do know. I don't yeah. think it's like like you know with like nothing else matters and stuff. Yeah. You know that more than me. But yeah. Like, I think it's uh, you can hear that his voice is actually like sort of aged. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, like when you when is, you get older. The thing is, he he um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So on this tune, I like the beginning because it's like it's to open with like this like uh his like sort of Latino yeah acoustic um plucking that becomes the like the heavy metal riff. Um, I quite like that, and um, already I found myself looking for those moments of respite. 
yeah. so the very first bit was a bit of respite um, from like just the the incessant riffs. But um, yeah, what I did like um, was Hatfield on this. Like, but what I also noticed that I don't know if I, it was just me that picked up on it. Um, so when he's singing, it's kind of plosive. It's almost similar to hip hop. Yeah, because he's like it's so quick and the syllables are so short. He's like, but he's always seems to be slightly off beat. I'm sure that was intentional. Yeah, but for me, like I just personally prefer it when it's on beat. Like you listen to Rage Against the Machine, um, which is like this pseudo rock. You know, yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They've got like um, Bulls of the Parade and Killing in the Name of. Yeah, it's like don't, and then they actually he's he's rapping on the guitar, and I love that. This wasn't it. But it's, it's a completely different yeah. tangent, but I just found that. I do. I did appreciate that it was sort of like rap style, but it was just slightly off beat, which kind of pissed me off. But um, yeah, I mean the the speed of this song and uh, it just sort of sets you off into you're in the thrash zone now. Welcome to Master of Puppets. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah, it does really set the tone, and I I think this track would be so good live. Oh, like, I saw it live. Not not, but I saw it on you, YouTube. <laughs> <didn't> you? <laughs> A thirteen year old sick. Dan Isles, hand in hand with his 13. dad. Uh, at a Metallica concert, could be, could be, <laughs> with his Metallica long sleeve on, three sizes too big for him. He's Proper like, Dad, this isn't Justin Travis Bieber Scott. This. Dad, this isn't Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what does uh, Chris think of Metallica? He, he, he's nonplussed. You know, did he ever listen to them? No, he wasn't into no. that scene. No, um, no, he's more into like UK stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, imagine if we went to a show. Yeah. Like, would you? Like, yeah. I'm confident. I'd like that, that I would be outed as a poser and beaten. I think Weber, I think stick a wig on, long hair, like a black sleeveless verse I, vest. I'd, you'd fit in. I'm yeah. not, I wouldn't, right, unless I had something. Unless I had some drugs. Some beer. I would not be the beer, one. Beer on this unless podcast. I some beer. <laughs> I, would, I would not be going moshing. No. I'd be listening to the music and appreciating the musicianship. Yeah. I don't because know if you, like to this. Do you think you could? To what? To like this really heavy thrash, heavy thrash. Maybe with that. I'm not gonna lie. Stuff. I've been to see metal. Okay. I've seen it at Reading when I went years ago, back in my day. Um, Lane's thirty-three. <laughs> by the way, I'm not. He's an older mate of ours. Um, he's not. He's twenty-two. Uh, thanks, Alex. Thanks for clearing. Oh, it's just clearing that. Um, yeah, I thought I, I went to see some upcoming indie bands like metal yeah, yeah. indie right. bands at reading they'll play on this corner stage because that's what the stage that they got nowadays yeah it's rock's dead you're not gonna get metal bands although the year after 2017 or 18 i think it was metallica did headline reading Oof. that doesn't that doesn't that show that so it's an 80s band yeah and they're headlining yeah yeah those yeah. it's great but those indie bands in metal it blends with a bit of screamo nowadays, and screamo is Horrid. a completely different category that we're not even yeah. get into. And we would take that's that's the mostly the category that people take the piss out of. And you got to remember that heavy metal and screamo are very different. And people, when they don't hear the separation between the two, they they blend them together. Mm. When you haven't heard any of it, and you just assume that heavy metal Metallica is screamo, and it's not. It's more structured. Definitely. It's more melodic. And it is actually good music. Yeah, one thing I would say on the, on just the melodic slating, point. slating from over there, good music, <laughs> unlike screamo, <laughs> which is. Shit. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of screamo. I never managed to get into it. 
No, don't I, blame you, mate. <laughs> like, I think I've got, I'm getting a, getting a bit of blame here, lads. There <laughs> are there are elements off. there are elements of screamo that you can hear in this, but I just think it's like it's redeemed early. by you know those moments of respite. Yeah, oh, precious but respite. Like, but like, I'm not talking about like the moments where it's just like an acoustic guitar at the beginning of the song because a few of them did come and I was like, this is nice. Maybe it starts it's well. Maybe it nice. ends well. It's Desperately searching for melody. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll, it's always nice. I sing along to this. Is the first thing that goes through my head. But with a lot of them, it's like um, I found that they really love like building up like layers of really like nice melodic guitar. Yeah. And when they when when you've gone through a period of like heavy, sc not screaming, but like yeah. just really loud guitars, and then it just yeah. like comes down to yeah. this like slow build of guitars, like layer after layer after layer. That is quite charming. Brings you down to such a nice level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it builds back up to the epic again. Uh, that's the part I hate. You don't like the epic. Sometimes part. webs it doesn't and even the, build. The it epic just goes right yeah, into yeah. it. Sometimes, but you've got to understand that what Bennett album. was saying at the start is that some of it is built for live performances. I know. I totally agree with you. On so that. when you go through the album, it would be different. And you you build with your opener, like mm. uh, battery that we had at the start, which starts acoustic and it it it's nice and it builds. Um, you you can then go into your next song, which might just yeah. be straight away just fucking thrash metal picking and going crazy, and it carries on. You wouldn't want to keep bringing it down and building it up at, when you're playing live. You want to you know you want to build up to a song and then maybe just come in with a really heavy song. Yeah, which is why they have to they have to throw in in the album a few just straight starting mashes. They can do what they want. But yeah, well yeah, they can do what they want. But I think they were thinking about that as well live like. As a heavy metal band, you want to just sometimes just go full crazy as you're totally. coming in. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely hear that the... the uh, they do not They do that a lot. The, co the cogs yeah. going in their mind about how it's going to sound live yeah. when, when, when you're listening through this album. like There's moments where it just like, it cuts out, right? And you think it's the end of the song. And then it comes back in with like a... <laughs> da -da. No! You know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it like wakes you up. You're like, oh, finally. And it's yeah. like, no, literally yeah, yeah, on the yeah, last yeah. track. Yeah. I'll Send get to, to it. I was then. literally asleep. Yeah. See, I find yeah. Thrash <laughs> really boring. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I find it really boring. I find yeah. it boring, like, in a way that it's almost like so white noise, overly whelming sensory that I just kind of zone out. It numbs yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm just there, like, like, with with a lot of like boring music or like yeah. music that's like sparse or doesn't really have much progression to it. Like if I think of like ambient music, yeah. that at least serves a role in the way that you can put it on in the background whilst doing something else and enjoy yeah. like how it makes you feel. You're searching right. for melodies, I think. I think yeah, yeah, I yeah think but with that's this it's like you can't put it on in the background. No, no. It's always in the foreground. But that is the most opposite of comparison. But you know what? Metallica to ambient music no no but what i'm saying no, we're not comparing in terms, them in terms of just like how um just how repetitive it is yeah like ambient music right like, okay like it does go through these like the tracks are eight yeah. minutes long thrash and thrash is very basic in what it is it's literally just usually well, one i think note. it's really intricate but I know I know what you mean. Yeah, you got yeah. to appreciate how intricate these. Songs I do are. personally. And battery, battery for me slaps. Yeah, of, of yeah, the yeah. album, like in context of the album, it's one of my favorite tracks. In fact, yeah. I think that the, the the first half of the album is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Should we go on to the second track? Yeah, because yeah. I think like, we're stagnating on that one a bit. Um, right. Sec this is the title track, Master of Puppets.
right. So I'll I'll kick off with this one. So this again was one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. I just like um, I felt like the youthful anger and rage that the, the band like represented the time. Yeah. And um, the guitar solo and the breakdowns pretty sick. I love the guitar solos. They're so quick. I just I just like literally blows my mind. Yeah. The solos are incredible. The solos are always incredible, yeah. and they're yeah. always nailed. Yeah. They're so sick. Yeah. And that's Kurt. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. And um, I also read rest that in peace. Lars, so you, uh, there's this bit in the song where it's like, obviously it's quite a famous uh, power chord. It's like, down, 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 down. It keeps coming Don't back. Know. And Lars described that as like, because it, it comes in at the end of each um, verse or stanza, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he describes it as like the beating heart of the track, finding its rhythm again before yeah. it just goes. Yeah. I think yeah. that literally sums it up. It's yeah. so sick. I just... Um, really cool. Uh, it's the perfect track as well for the title, I think, because the album's themes, obviously, it's Master of Puppets, talk about drugs and yeah. gambling and all these vices yeah. that you kind of break and like the lost lack of autonomy. Yeah, and like uh, this, this is perfect for what they stand for, and this is like peak Metallica, I think. Yeah, I thought the lyrics on this were so good, really good. Like especially there's one lyric I've got down here, which is like. Needle work the way, never you betray. Life of death becoming clearer. Pain monopoly, ritual misery. Chop your breakfast on a mirror. I love that. I d- like chop yeah, your breakfast on a mirror. That's like good. chopping up lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so good. It, it, it's mental. Um, I just thought, and also this whole image that goes through it of like the puppeteer. You're holding um, your hands like the album cover as you yeah. speak. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. No, but that's the faith that it's like yeah, makes you yeah, do that. like the dr- the the drug controlling the yeah. life of the person beneath yeah. them as like a puppet master. I just thought that was a really cool image, and this track, I a pu- like really cool riff. Yeah, dun, 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 it's pretty sick. Beat switch, and I really like the guitar when it slowed down. I thought it was yeah. the Eagles. Well, <laughs> rest that's a classic there. that's that's uh, standard metallica they always do that yeah they, give they that. always bring it up and down like that and the, yeah. i always find the acoustic pieces in metallica are probably my favorite that paired with the solo yeah but it's so hard to pick for me personally because i do love the power chords as well the power chords are always so sick in yeah. metallica this one they iconic. always have such brilliant riffs they make really good riffs i mean riff master is jimmy page of all yeah, time yeah yeah but Metallica do make unbelievably good riffs. Yeah, I this one, I like the riff on it. But then when you get that breakdown right, I was like, okay, yeah. this track has got so much going on at the moment. Like it's, the structure's really great. I feel like it's going to build up to something great. It builds up again. And then there's so many repetitions of that last couple of verses that it killed it for me. And I was just like, this track could have been six minutes long, not eight. And it would have been a better track. You think like hundred percent? Again, I think it was that kind of like encore. Uh, yeah, in, yeah, in the head, yeah. It's that like almost live, like an encore. Live, yeah, it's um, made for live. Exactly. They probably played it like fifteen minutes long. Yeah, I yeah. At live but shows, I would say that that when you're thinking like from that perspective, an encore is a feature of a live performance. So you leave it for a live <laughs> performance, and there then for for the record itself, for the sake of a better record. Just cut the track down. Like it would be so much more impactful if when you had that. I, I mean, I can't believe I'm telling Metallica what to do here. <laughs> That's why <what> I <laughs> think whenever, whenever I criticize yeah. them, I'm like, I'm sorry, my depth. Yeah, I, I I am out my depth here, but it for me it just didn't work as well for them doing that. So yeah, yeah, zero for me. So think <laughs> think if I even if I was a super fan, I'd be bored by now by the end of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think this is a boring track at all. 
it's the flagship song of the album. It's what it's you know they they're speaking about everything they want every want the listener to to know on the album. Everything that's covered in this track is how they want the album to go and how it, for it for it to proceed. Battery's the build up to this track, and then s- onwards from here is just the rest of the outgoings. This is the flagship track, and I think the the, the breakdown in the middle. This is probably one of my favorite parts of this album. It's so oh, nice. Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the solo at the end as well. He, he nailed it in Master of Puppets. Yeah. Did you know that the final riff was actually inspired by? Um, Bowie's David Bowie's song Andy Warhol. Oh, there's really? a lot about. There's a I lot. Know, of Bowie I was going to say. I'm really this. surprised at how much uh, quite a flamboyant, could say quite camp. Um, yeah, well, like rock ma- um, artist. Where, where do you think he's being inspired? Inspiring this really dark. Oh, yeah. Huge, isn't it? yeah, I know he is, but no, it's, I did, funny, it it's seems funny. It's funny you say place. that because where do you think Metallica fit on the political spectrum if they were a band these days? Because I get like alt right vibes. Well, no, but from, really. from Metallica, like. But everyone gets alt right vibes from heavy metal, don't they? They get. They do. They literally get. The problem is with heavy metal is Your that dad. it's associated. <laughs> 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 it's associated with a lot of things that are bad. You get neo Nazis listening to heavy metal yeah. and loving it because they think it's aggressive and they interpret it. Moscow ninety one. They <laughs> they interpret <laughs> it as being aggressive when actually it's more. It's more deeper than that. Yeah, but yeah, I think on a surface level, you can definitely manifest your aggression, no matter what that aggression is, into this music. Like, it's rebellious music. And when you are, no matter what you're rebelling against, you can relate to it, you can manifest it, manifest into it. I feel like it gets the wrong impression in those terms, though, in, in, in the sense that there are people listening to it and giving it the wrong, the wrong light at times. Yeah. You know what I mean. They talk about this in the doc, um, actually, because they were so young when they wrote this and yeah. they were just living this life that so few 20, t- early 20 year olds were, were living. They didn't have, they said that they actually were, they had no political agendas at all. They hadn't had time to form it because they were on yeah. tour. They didn't care about all these things that other people cared about, like race, poverty. Yeah. Um, they literally didn't. So all they wrote about on this album was things that they feared. So on like um, the things that should not be like the Lovecraftian monster on Come Home Sanitarium yeah. Yeah. about like mental illness and sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, on um, yeah, and um, on Disposable Heroes, heroes well, they wrote yeah, about yeah. the army. But like that's as far as their political agendas went. So they actually weren't in charge, but that's not to say that their fans weren't. Yeah. Well, that's yeah the but point. they were that's young that, as well. That's exactly my thing because I, I think... Uh, a lot of like the fans that they they had the following that they had it was a very much like um you're a metallica fan or you're you're out do you know what i mean it's like that they if you weren't a metallica fan like i was reading this one bit about like you know they they would like outcast people as, they, like, they call them posers like they call them posers posers they'd literally they, scream so they cut you off yeah yeah death to all posers and at that point anyone that wasn't a metallica fan would get beaten up but that's exactly my point. Like, posers, I mean, posers these days, you know, it, it just kind of tends to describe some more, tends to play up appearances. Maybe like, yeah. skate, tends to skate. Or tends to what, for social, <laughs> <laughs> for social status? Uh, yeah, lo- like someone who's a poser, you know, just yeah. someone. Who, and like, Playing up to crowd for social status, effectively. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. becoming somebody that yeah. they're not. So, should we go on the next track? 
What's the next track? Next track you should know. Uh, <laughs> sanitarium. No, it's the things that should. The thing. <laughs> we just get out every time. The things that sanitarium? should not be. Sanitarium. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite track. It is mine as well, actually. Is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not there yet. We've um, missed a bit early. Oh, we've missed a, we missed a song here. It's the thing that should not be, which is uh, a sequel to Call of Cthulhu on Ride the Lightning. Did I steal? Did I steal your um, your fun fact and track? No, this um, this is such a complex song lyrically. There's so much to go through on waffle make. What from me or from no no from from, from Metallica? Yeah, but that's we'll go with that dance. We don't have to get into it. (laughs) Um, There's so much to go through on this that like relates to like love Lovecraft story. Yeah, it's there's like. It's it's almost like a concept track, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, do you, do um, you want to give? Should we give a bit of background on, on uh, Lovecraftian like lore yeah, go for on people then. for listeners that perhaps aren't? Well, yeah. So H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, this famous horror writer who um, sort of inspired just generations of horror. He is like the godfather of fiction, horror fiction. Yeah. Um, and for, you might you, you probably have seen him um, or influences of him in pop culture today. Like uh, Cthulhu is the South name Park. of his, yeah, literally, uh, is the name of his his most famous monster. It's like this giant, it's, it's, oh, it's got loads of different depictions, but it's like a giant beast. Um, it's the quintessential Lovecraftian monster. And it's referenced in, I don't know if you, anyone, any epic gamers that listen to Rick and Morty or watch Rick and Morty. Uh, you will have seen him on the intro track, on the intro to Rick and Morty, because he's the monster that's chasing them in the intro. Um, when, when they go off into the yeah, camera, when they're when they're running, that, that's Cthulhu behind them. Doing it, yeah, yeah, that's Cthulhu. Um, yeah, he's he's everywhere. He's on. He gets mentioned in Rick and Morty a lot, actually, and just pop culture. Yeah, and so this, yeah, that's my background. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's sort of this like manifestation of evil, isn't he? And he's he's yeah. Love the way Lovecraft like painted him out. He's made him this sort of like famous figure that's become like sort of a reference for anything that's to do with like pure evil yeah um in a, in like a physical form yeah that's cthulhu you find that quite a lot in heavy metal and and rock though it's always a story yeah there's it's always like a, a fantasy to it's it al- a fantasy. and that's why i love it as well because it's always a battle between light and dark yeah and you see it in like even tenacious deep they're more like uh effect they i love their yeah, songs you're catching the straws here <laughs> nah 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 you wait they're, they are. Come on, Morel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall. Come on, Morel. Yeah, they, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Kickapoo is kind of second Kick-a-poo. to Cthulhu. No, 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 I, I, I know I was, exactly what you mean. I was going to say Tenacious yeah. D, they sort of make a meme of the sense of that heavy metal and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Is, yeah. They make a low key mockery of it, but also make an unbelievable song. My example would be Beazel Boss, you know, when they're with the devil at the end. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's always like a story, um, in that sense. And heavy metal is always a fight against 
it's a mockery of it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think there, there, there is like an, it goes so well, like how epic the tracks are because there isn't like an element of like the fantastic, like fantastic beats and where to find them. No. <sighs> Come, on, Come on, Murray. <laughs> Come on. Are you John? Um, <laughs> That's right. Hey, keep going, mate. <laughs> any filler? Any more filler on this? No. Are we had any filler on this album yet? There's oh, yeah. no filler Not for me. We've only had three tracks. Yeah. Um, what yeah, I was I, trying to say yeah. was that there is this kind of like element in the lyrics of like the fantastic um, of um, something that goes with. <laughs> God, that deserves a come um, on, Murray. Right. Come on, Murray. Come on, mate. Keep going. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so throughout the song there, I noticed this chugging dark, um, like percussive. It's all there. What I find is like the, the guitar riffs and chords, the power chords, they're really percussive. Yeah. Like you don't really hear that yeah. on like classic rock. They it's blend in strong. with Lars so Literally, well. Literally, they become the same, one yeah. of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got the counter kick drum bringing in with the guitar riff. It's it's It blends always unbelievably nicely and then you go up a you go up an octave to some higher note and you bring it back down to a level where it's thrashed for another bar yeah and it's always so nice and it always blends in well with the kicks but lars and his kicks he could always go crazy he could always go crazy if you listen to fade to black which is on their album before in 1984 right the lightning yeah i did have a dabble but yeah really know at the end his kick when when kurt's soloing yeah he goes literally crazy and i showed alex this before he's f he's just quantized it mate yeah well he <laughs> i'm telling he... you now i'm telling you now he's he his leg he must have some sort of twitch or something that's going on there because he's like going I, i'm i'm trying to tap my leg at that speed now he's yeah. doing like triplets yeah. like 16th note triplets yeah. which are like like every like and with one foot is it with one foot well, who knows? I don't know how he does it. Do you, can you play? You've done your research there, mate. <sighs> oh, you're about to spit Jesus some facts. He's not giving up tonight. Go on, Dan. <laughs> no, I've got no idea. Dan's oh. getting aggressive. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting uh, to find out if he did do use two feet. Wow. Um, I don't know how. Waffle. Though. Waffle. I don't um, know how though. I don't know how he would because a kick drum using one foot. You can get a double use, pedal. Can I'm pretty you? sure you can, can you? get a double pedal. We need to get um, Joe Dodd on. That's sure. the question. We're pretty sure. If you, you are Joe Dodd, can you email in and clarify? We're the best drummers we get, know. Yeah, whether you can like drum at that rate using a single pedal. Let us know. Um, I think we'll move on to the next track. Yeah, which also, is, I did notice before oh. we move on. Do you know the tritone that we were going out before? Yes. This is also on Cthulhu, on the, on the Call of Cthulhu, on Ride the Lightning. And it's just this so track. predictable, isn't it? Um, it's just... I just like the way that they're like sort of linked by the yeah. tritone. Yeah. So yeah. It, which is lit so Lovecraftian in itself. Um, <laughs> die. Um, right. Track four. Welcome home. Brackets. Sanitarium. Uh, 
Shout uh, out Miss Temple on this Webb, one. Webb, you say it's your favourite song. Um, yeah. What would you like <clears> about it? The opening. Opening's my favourite. It's a classic Metallica. In the way that, I've always said, I've already said this, but the way that they build in their tracks and the way that Bennett said it as well, and how they always add guitar layers to a track, it makes these tracks insane. I, I can't think of a band personally that builds um uh layers of guitar better than metallica personally there's ben's gonna hate this but there's a good there's a beatles did it quite well in the end they built yeah. guitar layers quite well with it. They they're all playing guitar by the end of it i don't know if you've heard well, the, the beatles just, yeah just just the beatles just the beatles Wait, any sorry, track sorry ringo ringo, ringo ringo's playing the guitar <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all playing I fucking hope not. John. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. If he was, right. he was playing it horrendously. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, they always build their layers so well. So that's right. That is. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to speak about John for the rest of this. Don't. Don't. Uh, uh, no. Sorry. I was. I was just. Uh, it's an insult on this podcast. No beef. I feel like this was like the most developed song. Funnily, yeah. funnily enough, 100%. this was actually supposed to be just the second half of um, the thing that should not be. Yeah. But they split it in two. I think it was really? a good move. Yeah. Um, Thank God they split it in two. Cause yeah. I, the, a lot of these songs need are splitting in two. This is an eight track, <laughs> in three. An eight track album, right? Yeah. I'm like, not going to lie. It's a short album, track wise. I personally length, like bloody I hell. Like, the song length is unbelievable. I like the song length. You like the song length? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different taste. I th no, I don't. I don't even think it's taste. I think it's like makes it feel at what more. Point? Do you not? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Okay. I do a bit, but okay. I think this is so suited for sitting down. You know, you're gonna listen to a Metallica album. You sit down and you just listen to it front to back. You listen to the whole songs in their entirety. I'm not getting in my car on the way to the gym and sticking this on. I don't think anyone you know I mean? is. Think, are they not? Maybe Metallica fans actually. That's a lie. Yeah. I mean, I put this on in the gym. Would, yeah, and they, I could, I could. Say I've been listening to quite a lot of Metallica in the gym. To be these fair, these specific songs. <coughs> really? Uh, well, my favorite album is Ride the Lightning. I know you prefer Ride the Lightning. Um, yeah, we're not talking about it. the brief moment I listened to it. I but I do it. listen to Master of Puppets and Sanitarium in the gym. Also, Orion to come on later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I listen to that quite a lot in the gym. That's a nice track. Philip, I like, <coughs> I like Orion. Um, um, would you, what was you say? So you prefer Ride the Lightning, which is their album before this. Would you put that that on? On the on the top one hundred Rolling Stone list. Well, that's the thing. This. That's the thing. Right, the lightning in itself is basically connotating very heavily to classic rock. It is. It is. And it's very close to classic rock. Um, you can definitely see a heavy influence from Sabbath and Zeppelin and Deep Purple on it. Like Fade to Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred <clears throat> percent. That that for me is like a Stairway to Heaven lookalike. The way that it builds from guitar and ends with an epic guitar solo. Um, I wouldn't put it. Uh, I I wouldn't put it on there because it's not defining. This is heavy metal, the way heavy metal should be in terms of Master of Puppets. Right, thrash metal. I've, yeah, well, <laughs> they're heavy metal band. Uh, Isles. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't put it on. Um, because I feel like other bands have done classic rock better oh, than yeah. Metallica have this, done. This classic isn't rock. classic rock though. This is thrash metal. No, yeah. genre. no, no. no, no I'm talking about, what, that's I'm what talking about saying, Ride like the Lightning. The, 
You're talking about Ride the Lightning? Yeah, I'm talking about how Ride the Lightning oh, I see what you mean. is yeah, more, yeah. 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 Is more classic more rock orientated. I prefer it, but it I doesn't I prefer it because it's more classic rock orientated. Um, yeah. And I'm obviously a big fan of classic so rock. This this is more a staple of the genre. The, um, it's it's like a flagship. This, flag is, yeah, is. this I mean, is the like, goat so of the thrash, genre. Thrash, of thrash if you genre. So that's why it justifies being here. If you listen to so heavy metal, you listen to Master of Puppets. That's the one you go to. So it's true. the way you start. Yeah. You know, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax had great tunes. They have great albums, but they didn't make it in the top 100 albums for a reason. Metallica nailed it with this heavy metal record. So what I, what I think we've got to confront here is whether we think this genre of music deserves representation in the top 100. I think it's so subjective. Of course, it's it definitely is. worth a conversation. I think I, I, I think like, there's a conversation I, to be I had. I think I personally think it does a lot more than Taylor from, Swift. From, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, pop I deserves a place in any. I mean, the, the, Taylor Swift. We're getting into the technicalities of the list because Taylor though. Swift, for example, that album represents pop music post twenty ten. Post twenty ten, yeah. And yeah. in the same way that this represents um, the thrash, defining period of heavy metal and thrash metal. Yeah. So it, this is the flag bearer for. That genre and Taylor Swift is the flag bearer for pop music post 2010. Now, yeah. if we're saying that this is the best album of this genre, then I suppose it does deserve to be in the list. If we're saying that technic on a technical um, basis, that this genre should be defined as one of the best like musical genres. Oh, it's so difficult, but I mean, I, you can't ignore it. I mean, there's so many. Well, when I look at the list, uh, which Rolling Stone have done so horribly, um, <laughs> there's so many. Um, classic rock albums and there's yeah. so many pop yeah. albums but there's only one thrash metal it must deserve a place yeah. because you could kick out any of the lesser pop albums to fit in the flagship of a genre 100% there's you, a reason but then, but then also it opens up the question how many genres can you fit in because there's so yeah, many genres yeah I mean there's there's no for example there's no Latin representation no electronics. There's no, and no that, that's a huge one. That's a huge one Stupid. that we'll, we'll so be getting on to. Made the list. It was a vote. It was a vote of 300 music editors from Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, all around, and so if you're an editor, critics. if you're an editor, you're most likely, you know, 30 plus, 25, 30 plus. If you're an editor, they would have been grown up with this music. They would have been grown up, True. just just after. Yeah, or during the end of this sort of music, grunge era, Nirvana, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I reckon the end. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're probably you're not going to get. You're not. You know, I feel like you know they're 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 feeling like yeah, they probably don't even like most modern um, trap and stuff like that. Definitely not. Even though yeah, well, we I don't do, think that would, I don't we think that do would make it because we've list. grown up with it. And because Drake, because well, I think the genre is so bad. Well, Drake's yeah, coming yeah, out. Do you think that there's like a argument that this genre is not as bad as trap? I don't think it's bad as trap. No, but, no, but it's I don't bad. even it's, think it's, it's bad. Not good. Well, I don't think it's I bad. Think, I think what it's I, your opinion. I, I fair enough. Yeah, what yeah. I would see it from is like, well, we mentioned like electronic music doesn't get representation on this list, and neither does Latin music, which is like uh, a whole other culture. Uh, a whole different style of music. You've got like reggaeton, El Chico, like flamenca, El Chico, the l upcoming Drake, Drake album. album. <laughs> There's so much like representation uh, for, and that perspective, right? Heavy metal. Very little singer songwriter. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, there's yeah, a few. But like heavy metal falls under rock, right? And there's a lot of rock. There's a hell of a lot of rock. So much. On this. So pers I'm, I'm not going to spoil where I put this in the list. No, I think we should save the rest of this chat genuinely for the end of the, end of the part. No, I just... I'll just finish up on this point. 
it's really interesting. saying that rock has its representation in this list, whereas a lot of other, um, you know, forms of music and styles of music that are completely different from each other don't have any representation. Yeah. So I, it's not yeah. a basis upon which we it's can subgenre. Put yeah, but it's not a genre by itself. Like electronic music's a genre. That's what I'm saying. It's unfair. It's just a subgenre. Yeah. We'll save this for the end though. But I yeah. think there's personally some. You get multiple bands. You get bands who have had multiple albums in this top 100. Yeah, yeah. many, many. And Beatles have got about 10. Well, this is what I was going to get into. This, yeah. you know, there's some albums that we Shall all think Ringo. personally should be there. A lot more than those, you know, lower albums in their careers. Yeah. You know, I agree. So uh, let, let's say let's save it we'll for the save end. it for the end. Yeah, cool. So should we go on to the next track? Yeah. Well, no, no, actually, I, I want to talk about sanitarium a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about sanitarium. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Brilliant. So yeah, these are my favorite. Not only the favorite lyrics. Yeah. But the favorite vocals. I think James really displays a little bit more on this song than yeah, any yeah. of the others because he actually like sings, <laughs> um, and like it feels like the most developed song. Which I said it was split in two, but it's based on, um, you know. Ken Kesey's uh, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, we know this book all too well. We do from our uh, A-levels. <laughs> and um, yeah, they were inspired actually by Jack Jack Nichols' performance. I think, like, as I said, they were looking for things um, rather than politics to be inspired by. And this stuck with specifically um, Ulrich and yeah. James. And um, yeah, they were living such abnormal lives. And they, they, they felt that the idea of losing autonomy and being trapped was really something to dig their claws into and it, it added to the master puppets theme that runs throughout the whole album and like there's this electro this on this song there is it start it's so so diverse compared to the rest of them yeah um and it builds to this like electrifyingly fast guitar solo and like they're building this whole time and it almost feels like they're trapped and they're trying to break three of break free of this i don't know psych ward mm. um they feel like they're the sane one but they're surrounded by all these insane people that don't think that they're sane. It's just like the uh, Kesey yeah. um, as novel. And um, yeah, at the end, the guitar solo is like this epic attempt at breaking free from it. I think it's it's the best song on the album for me. Yeah, yeah and I, th I think it comes, um, the lyrics, some of the final lyrics are, kill, it's such a friendly word, seems the only way for reaching out again. And I thought that was so, so good. good because it was like, they're, they're dead inside because you know, of what they've gone, they've gone under this like psych ward, but the only way of like relating with people and connecting with people is for them to kill, to feel death because they're so dead themselves. Yeah, wow. Um, I didn't even think that, yeah. And yeah, I just, I just thought it was a great track, uh, lyrically, um, vocally. It just, I just, I wish there was more of this, but I mean, it's probably sadly the least thrash song. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But it, it, I like the way that they, from from a lyrical perspective, like they take the puppet master and they hand that role to different people throughout the album. So you've got drugs, Nurse Ratchet. You've got Nurse Ratchet in in this one, or like yeah, that's actually yeah, that's a yeah. great example. And in and you've got the you know the generals and disposable heroes who are sending out the troops. We'll get onto that. You know, so they just hang, they just hand round this role of the puppet master to all these people they dislike or or they want to invoke hate towards in their crowds. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, Disposable Heroes. Life put out before my 
thoughts on this one? Weber, what do you think? This one is heavy. This one's a heavy one. Yeah. I, I listen I listen to this one a fair bit when I go to gym as well. Yeah. Um I like it. I like how it comes in at the end and is ultra heavy before it ends. Um just just the same as most Metallica so songs. Heavy. Um I don't know. I didn't really take much from the lyrics in this one personally. Um it I don't I like I said earlier, I don't take much from Metallica lyrics. It's hard to hear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it can one be thing at that, times. One thing that's quite important. I know is you they're like so the low in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's mainly, I think that's a, an aesthetic decision, not something Definitely that they, deliberate. They, they, they've got wrong. But it doesn't feel like, you know, it's a it's a backing track to a singer. They're definitely not a center point of these songs. No. No, they're not meant to they're be. Like, I don't almost like an afterthought, but at yeah. times they're good, at times they're bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't mind them. I don't. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. (laughs) (laughs) We needed that. That is that is a command. Can we get another one? Can we get another command? Come on, doubling up. (laughs) We need a double for that. That was an ultimate. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I didn't say much from the lyrics in this one. Yeah. Um. But I I said earlier I don't take much from the lyrics from all their songs. Although you you did incite me to a lyric earlier. Yeah. When you said, um, "Oh, Master Puppets," cutting bread was it cutting breakfast yeah, on a yeah, 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 on a mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is a really good lyric, and I yeah, must have, yeah. that must have drifted by me, the ultra Metallica fan. They're rare. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I d- but to be honest, I'm, I I did not hear that lyric. I read it. Yeah, you I think have. That's, that's the point. Of, you yeah. have to yeah. read their lyrics. To I find hear them, that. Yeah, I, I find you get. Whereas, like, Beep. listen to Lucinda. You can hear yeah, you, you, the lyrics, and they the take you're point. transported. But this is like the story is the, the riff is point. the story on this. The the, yeah. the, 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 the solos of the story. Yeah, the drums. Are, it's not the lyrics. No, but that's the thing. You often get lost in. That's that's the best part about Metallica for me is that you get all these melodies and all these guitar parts coming together, and you often get lost in that rather than the lyrics. Yeah, because Hetfield's voice is great. I, I, I don't mind it, but it is, like I said earlier, a little bit cringe. A little bit cringe. Yeah. But um, you do get often lost in the song and forget about his voice. And that can be, that, that, that for me is like the best part. Um, mm. Because the riffs and all the instrumental and the, and the musicianship is amazing. I, I find personally, I don't know how you guys feel about the, um, the thrash metal picking where it's just one note plucked continuously for about two bars and then it goes up for like half a bar and then comes back down yeah. for a whole bar. What, um, what do you think about that? I grew to hate it. Yeah? I grew to hate it. It, quite was, a lot. it was what I grew to hate about this, this album probably th- the most. This is the thing. When people come in, they listen to thrash metal or heavy metal. They um, That's the part that often puts them off when they listen to constant riffs of of just the same note over yeah. and over again for a bar or a bar and a half you, it's, it's you know when i went down that rabbit hole yeah um i discovered this thing called the, the gallop you probably know about this gallop picking dan's got eyeliner yeah. on tonight by the way uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's had it on and a sleeveless foot. vest that it on and blood <laughs> on my face yeah. it's it's when you <laughs> double pick like, like yeah. it's yeah, galloping yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, hard yeah. to do i watched yeah. like three tutorials on it yeah. um did you pick it up mate no, uh, <laughs> I could I couldn't pick up Three Wise Men or Tunga Twinkle, um, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> on my notes here. Um, I'm pretty certain I said 
I was actually, no, I'm definitely certain I was zoning out at this point because this track really, I mean, after Sanitarium, which I really enjoyed, this is eight minutes of nothing but thrash. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the, I looked at the minute at the time yeah. and I was like, give me strength. Well, that's the thing. Isn't give it? me, give me the will. It is I, very heavy. I really tried and I just nodded off. It is very heavy. I mean, I, I, bit of lore, um, did some digging and I learned that the song is inspired by uh, a poster on um, James's yeah. wall when he was a kid, it was a kid holding an M16 with like an M with like an army hat on. Um, so I mean, like that's and I I almost took that as like really. <laughs> I know it's like that's inspiring you, but if you look on the the cover art, um, you've got the helmet um, hanging off one of the crosses far right, and I think like that's an ode to this track, as if like this is supposed to be like the lead track. But and it also, uh, James in an interview said that this was about NFL players. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, I I read from local metalhead on Genius. That it's about it's about Kerrang, it's Kerrang. about com. war. It's about war. Yeah, it is. It's about both. Yeah. But they were like kind of odes to those like forwards in NFL that they they play and they get used and they're disposable heroes. It's like kind of like a muddied message. It's like if you, I I prefer it if you stuck to one. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing. I mean, obviously, there's double entendres, and I'm absolutely hey, ruining. Go James listen here. to go listen to Taylor Swift if you just want one thing, because I, I think maybe I'm underappreciating. I, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm quite surprised that you said that because I thought this song was like a really like potent message about war, from like considering the young people, probably people who, if they were born Nam, twenty years Nam ago, Nam. what when this was made? I think it's just no. No. Shut up, Dan. No, Vietnam War was the 60s. Oh, God, I'm thinking Cold War. Yeah, Cold War. That's what I Cold mean. War was but present this year. Thinking, thinking Coldplay there. But that's, that's Call of Duty Cold that, War. That, um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Call of Duty. That, the, um, that's the thing. Uh, when Metallica did their concert in Moscow in 1991, the Cold War was just ending. Yeah, and it was crazy. quite a crazy thing to have an American band. Mm. Uh, ACDC also played at that festival as well. Really? Yeah. It's a good lineup. Better band. It's a good <laughs> band. I think so. Yeah. ACDC are great. Uh, well, they're they're, they're on the list. I think they're 82nd or something. Yeah, like they're that. on the list. Um, I don't think like their music is really, you know. Um, who are you who talking, talking about? about? Like ACDC or Metallica. I don't think either of them, if they're playing in Moscow at that time, are really uh, like posing a problem to the people no, who are no, living no, there. No. Like, although they're American. That's the beauty of, that's, that of, is the beauty of, of thrash of it. metal and metal. Well, it's it just the beauty lets, of music any, uh, yeah, like in yeah. itself. Like it lets people let their hair down, go bloody mental for a yeah, few yeah. hours and go back to the real world problems. And this is why Metallica are so great at this. Yeah, they, they let body people that. Just, yeah, they body they, that. I think yeah, you've summed that up very well. They let people just go mental. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, my greatest experience of it of anything close to it was when we, I mean, me and Dan a couple of years ago went to a Brockhampton gig yeah, <laughs> out in Amsterdam. You're telling me you mosh yeah. in? Yeah, well, no, but the, you could see people there who were in a state of like release where they were just like sweaty to fuck. Yeah. This music like backdrop their childhood. Oversized baggy Metallica Oversized bally, baggy Metallica <laughs> tees. Yeah. Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like the fact that like, they're they a voice of a generation. Outlet. They have that outlet in music. Um, I'm pretty sure in Metallica, especially, it's a lot more, you know, powerful yeah. subgenre. I mean, it's terrifying when it you is, look it at is it. It is terrifying. Well, that's the, that's like, the thing, is though, moshing, moshing you but get. Like, I'm sure if you're sorry to cut you off, Webs, but like before you go, yeah, um, like if they were in a mosh pit, if you're a Metallica fan, it's yeah. nothing but positivity. There's Love. no hostility yeah. there. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, moshing 
is considered being ultra aggressive. It's if, no, but if you are a Metallica fan, no, there it is no you don't even have to be a Metallica fan. If that's you're an outcast. Of, that's the beauty of heavy metal. Wow. That's the beauty of heavy metal is that it's almost like in rugby, you know, you hear about in rugby matches, people get tackled, they have fights, whatever, and then afterwards they go for a pint. In mosh pits, it's almost the same thing. There's a mutual respect going on. You help, mm. if somebody gets hit down, you help them up. They're ultimately there to have a release, to have fun. Yeah. They're ultimately there to listen to music they love, and there's no aggressive attention in Balta, even though it does seem um, aggressive. And, you know, you got mosh pits like the Wall of Death. Which yeah. you have a, you might not have seen, but there's a massive mosh pit that's held that, every yeah. year, yeah. And, and that's, that girl, you know, that girl walks yeah, into the middle yeah, of it yeah, and yeah. gets crushed. And it's basically just a massive line of people lining up for about five for about hundred meters, just running at each other. So you know, yeah, no, there is there's kind of like an element of mutual respect in there that definitely hundred percent is like under it's it's not really broadcasted when you you know when you see yeah. like you know um you have to be there it's on tv or shit like that and they're always like oh you know sounds pretentious but you have to be there punching don't you? each other and yeah like it it takes away that con kind of mutual respect that they have for each I mean, other it's quite rare you get people i, I wouldn't it's quite rare you get people punching each well, other well mate i don't know i watched some of these documentaries i watched um that the lead singer of um slayer before he died yeah. um he um he would literally or maybe it was Exodus. I think it was Exodus. Um, who actually, Kirk Hammett was a member of Exodus. Yeah. Um, but oh, I forgot to mention on Leper Messiah. This is a massive tangent. Oh, no, we haven't got on Leper Messiah. That's yet. fine then. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, they'd literally, the lead singer would be like, any posers, kill them. And this one guy from the 80s described going in, seeing this kid. Um, and then the next time he saw him was bloodied outside in an ambulance with face covered in blood. There was nice. this one song by Slayer called um, Blood on the Stage. Yeah. People would just smash their heads and they, the, it's literal. Yeah. Blood would be on the stage. They had to cancel shows because there mean was it, so much blood. It's, it's not, it's not, they would, they did not fuck about. You do get usually absolute nuts in mosh pits. So look at the cover up. Yeah. I, I feel like anyone who's going to a Slayer concert is an opposer or like no. someone who's considered to be no, no. what they would. You you think there was posers? I think there going? were. You think so? No, no. It's the posers. What they say, there they were people that would go. Just this sat the, the the people that would go who would pretend to be part of it because they wanted to be part of the scene because it was it was on the up. Right. So and right, um, they, they they dress. Uh, also, at the time in LA, um, there was the glam rock yeah, era. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, people yeah, with like headbands. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Kiss, but Kiss is seventies. Would you be yeah. upset by that then? Posers. They going were. To they were upset. Going, going they would like literally. One of them was like. Oh, we hate the posers. They steal our girlfriends. Right. That's literally what they said. But would you be upset by posers Incels. going to the incels? incels? I'm not them. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, is like, would you be upset by oh, posers? I see what you mean. Posers going to these concerts and and doing that. Would you want them to be like chucked out I the scene? Beat them up. No, 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 no. But it's almost like uh, it's bloody incel culture. If I've ever heard it, they steal our girlfriends. Kind of is. It's like yeah, it's really sad. I don't know. I just I find that whole thing like if you're going to a concert, you're there to enjoy it, not to pose there. It's, it's almost like a culture of like it's, it's, it's not it's beyond music at that point. It's a refined yeah, it, it is a cult. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a refined scene. If you go um and you're a poser, then you you're not gonna enjoy it because people suss it straight away. You know, you know Unless, if yeah. you're there, you're bloody going crazy. You know, you don't go to a Slayer concert and stand at the back. You're into that specific type of music to go and release and go mental. You don't have to mosh. You what if you just want to go and enjoy the music? Well, yeah, you can go and you can stand and you can go crazy. But I've never seen anyone at these concerts 
just going and standing and enjoying the music. It's music that you go crazy to. Yeah, that's the point of the music. It's it's, it's not a music. It's not like blues. It's not classic rock in that sense. It's music that you go and you have a release to. Nobody goes to this music live to sit there at the back and stand there, take a tab of acid and watch it. Yeah. You're going into the crowd. You don't have to mosh, but you're having a great time no matter what. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the next track because uh, we've we've hit one hour ten for all those listeners who are still. We're halfway here. through. Track six, Leopard Messiah. It's another track. This is our magnum opus. I'm pretty sure. Well, this one. Yeah. Well, no, this (laughs) This episode. episode Yeah. (laughs) Could be. I mean, they get better by every week. This has already peaked. I know me and Dan are the only listeners of this podcast, but would you say it's getting better every week? Maybe. Definitely. Lane, you listened to them all before you came on today. Loved it. Loved it. Absolutely. You say there's a gradual improvement. You enjoying them more? Well, I hope that now I'm here. I brought a gift. So that's all we needed. Yeah, that's all you needed. The gift of love for the music. And I put it on my Instagram, my huge following. True. You know, Instagram yeah, influencer nowadays. Right, true. track six, Leper Messiah. Um, this was, you know, I were talking about David Bowie was weirdly influential on this album. Yeah. Well, this was actually based on some lyrics from Ziggy Stardust, the title yeah. track. Yeah. Um, uh, Ziggy, um, uh, Bowie described Ziggy as a leper messiah. They kind of ran with that and made it their own, um, their, their own main, their own subject. And they talked about, basically, it's all about, uh, televangelists. You aware of televangelists? Yeah. Like yeah, people these, are like false, these false absolute bell ends. Yeah. Scam false artists. profits, visitation. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically scammers webs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you aware of um, Kenneth Copeland at all? No. He's been insight. Give us a bit. He's of been insight. in the news recently um, ever since Biden won, uh, staunch uh, Trump supporter, and uh, it's quite funny. There's a clip of him online. He, in response to the loss, he just is laughing at this manic crowd. It's a minute of him just laughing like. <gasps> Just like, how are we going to beat Biden? How are we going to beat Biden? Just laughing. And at the end yeah. of it, he asked for donations. And like these people, all, they're, they're millionaires. They got called out a few years ago. Uh, Kenneth in particular for having a private a G6, private jet. Yeah. And uh, he was interviewed on, uh, on, a, um, on a piece on TV and they asked him, so wh- wh- why do you think that you should be taking these people's money to buy a private jet? And he, yeah. his answer to this, horrific. He was like, well, you know, on, um, you know, I travel the world going around to people and guards just giving me this vehicle to get to people. And, and they were like, why don't you just go on, um, why don't you just go on a normal Airbus? Yeah. He's like, yeah. you don't understand. Like when I go on these Airbuses, it's just with normal people. It's just like a tube full of demons. <laughs> 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 he just calls like regular people of demons. demons. Metallica needs to He's write like, an album on that. demons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of fits in with this. Airbus with the vibes demons. of this, al- of this I, album. There was a one a couple of years ago who had like uh, an awful hairline. I remember watching him in an RS lesson. Do you remember the one I'm on about? 
Yeah, uh, I know. It's Benny Hanna. Be- that's but, the one, yeah. yeah. And they, they, like, bring people up on stage. And this guy's a millionaire. Like, he's absolutely loaded. Multi. People travel all around the world to go to one of his shows. He brings them up on stage and, like, cures them. And they were trying to work out, like, what is actually involved in these processes. Like, are these people that come on, are they actors? Or, like, are they, like, so fueled up by adrenaline that they manage to overcome their illnesses? Yeah, like these para- para- paralytic this, people. Yeah, yeah, like paralytic people who've never walked before, like, walk on stage with, like, paralytic. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so isn't yeah, the yeah. same yeah, guy sorry. who did the, um, the COVID-19 meme, is it? No, it's not. No. It's not. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? Who are you talking about? about, yeah. The guy who did, like, the... The COVID nineteen, um, I rain hell on you. The guy who was like the preacher at the front. It's probably in literally America, he will be a televangelist. He was yeah. literally like at the front and he was getting people up and like I bet trying he, to yeah. trying to cancel COVID nineteen from the <laughs> earth. That's him, that's him. That is him. That is Benny that's Man. Kenneth. Like, no, it's Kenneth like, Copeland. Oh, oh, he's like, be gone. COVID yes, be gone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's a meme. Him. He goes, COVID nineteen. I rain hell on you. Yeah, that is yeah. literally it. And literally. I, we, we're laughing about it, right? Because it is funny. Yeah. But there's also like a horrible side to it, which is yeah. what they write uh, and they're singing about on this track because like there are literally like broke families who have got kids that um, are got cancer. Or starving. And they, they're pr- or starving, anything. They, and they'll, they'll be promised that you give 20 pounds a month to me. Um, I won't give it to my private jet. You will. And I'll put it, and it will make God favor you more. How fucked? How can they do that morally? I, it, it, that's why they wrote about it. It's just, it's the bottom of the barrel. Disgusting. Yeah. No way are psychopath. they. They've got to be psychopaths. Yeah. A hundred percent. No way they can do that to a, to a lovely family or like decent no. people. Just and take horrible. from them. But I think they believe they, their they, own they, lies so much. They're f- yeah. they, 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 they do believe they have, they're chosen by God. They wake up. I think what, some of them do. I think steal. some of them are so aware of the fact that they're able to do this to people who are in so much need because the people who sign up to these things, they've got kids who are like, you know, they are literally like paralyzed. They can't walk or stuff like that. And they're looking for any sort of sense of hope. And the fact that these people are even available to offer that is a joke. Like the fact that they're offering these fake services, which are like meant yeah. to be so connected with God. Yeah. Something that's beyond humanity that can save these people. How does this relate to the album? What's the lyric? That? Well, no, yeah. Anyway, they, they, they took, um, the song's all about televangelists, yeah. uh, because it's called leper Messiah. Right. Um, so it's calling these, these, these televangelists, leper messiahs, these false prophets, literally. Mm. And, um, they, it's all about just, just, slamming them the lyrics i don't have any on me on, on me at the moment but um it's just about slamming them for disgusting behavior yeah and uh like the the, the riffs they back that up because there's it's performed a lot by burton as well but some yeah. of the best on the album yeah these riffs. quite a heavy one it is really heavy yeah. but like it has moments of melody you can sense the anger in it how pissed off they are at these yeah. evangelists yeah i think quite you, literally. And, and no matter what the subject matter is they always seem to Seem pissed <laughs> off about it. It's quite honest. an interesting topic, though. What well, I wonder why they even picked that in the first place. Like I, you know, I said they have they're, they're looking for things to be angry or or fear yeah. because they had no little political um, agenda because they were so young. Yeah, I think they, they, they must have heard this and just like I'm so passionate. Quite I interesting to this. see if one of them was affected by it when they were younger, maybe as a family or something. I don't like even think I, I have think to be offended. Was, by I, d- I think it was just it. like they don't have any political agenda. They don't have anything to write about, but they're that you know involved with. They don't have a narrative to go by. So they just go like, you know, what do I hate in the world? And to be honest, this 
is so hateable. Like there's I, there's nothing worse than this. Like, well, there there are things that are worse. But than I, this, I, but I this literally is, this, this is up there. This is one of the Watch things Mojo that I top ten. Th- this uh, this complete tangent, but this is one of the things that actually made me choose um, like philosophy and religious studies uh, mm-hmm. at uni as my topic because I was so passionate about this this subculture of Christianity or just religion in general. Yeah, it just made me want to just. Like it, it, this is this song makes me passionate, yeah. and I think I can understand totally why they could write a song about it. So could I, not like this, <laughs> or just let's do it. No, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's I, I, it's really heavy. As in, there's a really sick guitar solo around four minutes, and then the tempo changes so much it just goes up, and it's really, really impressive. What, what any other thoughts? Yeah, I just went with this is above my pay grade. I really don't like this music. It's scary. <laughs> Um, we'll have ideas this, this no, yeah i mean this was a real i found this to be one of the more like instrumentally boring tracks apart from like the few highlights there's got in it yeah. and the solo and whatever. solo's cool yeah it's the definitely solo's not, cool it's definitely not one of your favorites no no but I, I like the lyrics on second reading like again it's the same thing that i have a problem with with this album it's like the great lyrics but i can't hear them yeah. They're not center stage, so the yeah. stories don't ever stand out to me. So for you personally, is the lyrics in these songs, are they more like poetry? Do you read yeah, them? Yeah, I, I, I really like the lyrics in yeah. some of these songs. I think Leper Messiah, I think uh, Disposable Heroes, um, Sanitarium as yeah. well. Sanitarium's um, And Master of Puppets, to be fair, as well. That's probably my favorite one out of all the lyrics yeah. that were on the album. But they were only... Lyrics that I begun to love once, or begun to like once I started actually reading the lyrics rather than listening to them. I yeah. felt like when I was listening to it the first time, I felt that as well. It was like I'm listening to the music and I can't listen to anything can't else. Hear the lyrics. Do you, think, yeah. do you think these lyrics then, personally, if you've listened to them yeah. now, yeah, I like them in this sort of genre. Like I, I, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't mind them. It's just what I've been on about earlier and the, the singing, the voice, but. How would you think these lyrics would hold up in a different genre? Well, that's the problem. I think like the the music that they are writing, right? It's so suited to these like um, rebellious themes that they come up with. And as I said before, like how they pass the role of the puppet master across different people, different like groups of people that they dislike, yeah, or like people that they they want to expose. Um, I think that's that kind of sums up like the relationship between the lyrics and the genre because it's really angry music and they're giving this scapegoat to be angry towards. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you stuck this in a bloody, like, Views from the Six uh, <laughs> Drake track, like, if Drake started rapping about bloody uh, televangelists, I'd be like... He wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't. And and if he did, it wouldn't hit. No. Uh, it wouldn't hit because the music isn't reflective it, of the lyrics. It's the theme of the album. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's perfect for the album. And it's, it's also the just theme master, of the music. Just, it just works yeah, for the music. It's just another it's puppet. Just it's another puppet master. Masters of control. Another puppet Peep. master. I'm surprised they didn't even write about the government. Well, they, that's they the thing. do. They, they, they do. I mean, the, the whole like thing is sort of overarching. Sort of or am yeah. I going for Alex Jones on this? Oh. <laughs> Add another hour Five on. hours. Um, <laughs> let's hit five. Fat Man Dan made another little story. Yeah, Fat Man. Is that you or someone you read online? So Dave Mustaine. Yeah. He was the original um, uh, rhythm guitarist, and he was kicked out. Um, basically, when Exodus, who were another massive me- uh, metal band at the yeah. time, um, they went to go see them perform, and they were so impressed by Kirk, um, who is now obviously uh, Kirk Hammett, 
who's now one of the lead members of it, they saw Exodus who were killing it. You remember I mentioned that album cover before where they were ripped yeah, apart, the Sammy's yeah. Twins. They were like another great uh, metal album. Anyway, they, they, they had a, the former guitarist was called Dave, um, hold on, just lost his name. Yeah, Dave Mustaine. Anyway, they literally, they were so ruthless. Ulrich and uh, Hetfield yeah. were, the, were the heart of the band. Yeah. They just decided that Mustaine just wasn't doing enough and uh, Hammett was the next and he was unbelievable. He is unbelievable. You can see what he's done since then. Anyway, they were so impressed by him. They got him out and David was outcast. And a few years later when this album came out, Mustaine claimed that this song was actually influenced by a riff that he wrote before he left and they denied it. They denied it for 20 years really? until about five years ago. But they finally admitted that, yeah, we used Mustaine's um, ideas on this really? song. On yeah. this so specific so song. And David Must, uh, Mustaine actually is the lead and he created Megadeth. Really? Yeah. Some say that he actually even de he, he developed his own band. He, Megadeth are, are up there. They're part yeah. of the top four yeah, like yeah, yeah, thrash yeah. metal bands. Yeah. Of all time. Of all time. And like, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people prefer so. Megadeth. Yeah. And like Mustaine, it shows that like they kicked out an absolute genius. Yeah. yeah. Who's gone on to do so much. It's almost like um, Dave Grohl in Nirvana. Nick Grohl. Is it Dave? Dave, 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 Dave I'm Girl. thinking of uh, Big Mouth yeah. producer. He started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah you're Dave right. You're he right, started yeah. um, Foo Fighters. Yeah. 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 Well, I think oh, that was because that, that was because that was Kurt died, the, though, Yeah, it was because the band broke down. Yeah. But yeah. The same principle, you know, yeah. leaving and becoming a being a genius in yourself. Like, who knew that Dave could play guitar as well? He could do drums. I mean, he's so talented. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Cool. Should we go on to the next track? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Orion. Orion. Is it Orion? Orion. Well, this is awkward. Oreo. Oh, cut oh, that. Genuinely cut that. Can we cut that? No, we can cut that. I'm not cutting that now. Uh, we said we're I'm cut making it. you cut it. I'm <laughs> cutting that part. No, I'm actually not cutting this now. That was <laughs> okay. perfect. This is actually hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> we better have got some laughs on that. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, we'll Orion. Up. Okay, so yeah. Um any any thoughts on this, boys? I like this you one. You love this one. I know you you were talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah. before. I like this one. Not too heavy. It's a it's another slow builder. Long. Yeah, What's long. on the lyrics in this one? Got your boys. Well. There are no lyrics in this one. <laughs> just just apart this checking. You tell me. Um I really liked his uh take on incel culture in this one. Incel culture. There's no lyrics. <laughs> There's no, no lyrics. lyrics. There's no, no lyrics. lyrics in this one. Um, yeah. So, Webb, do you like this one? Because it's quite like it's, it's like it's almost like as close to prog rock as they get. Yeah. And yeah, I, you love prog rock. Yeah, I know prog that. Rock, prog rock's good. Any song that sort of builds from a lower standpoint to an epic, in my books, is closer to classic rock um, than anything. It deserves to be on the top 100 list. Well, more. I well, we've always we've already been on about why this. This album. Yeah, let's is, talk about let's talk about Orion. But yeah, in terms of Orion, um, I I liked it. It's it's not 
too crazy, but it's got a lovely build from the start. Like yeah. most yeah. Metallica songs, they always do. It's sort of a staple in their the way that they produce music. And the like we were saying earlier, the production on this album is insane. Like yeah. it is so is, good. But I didn't, mean, I didn't so even actually touched on it. Did we, did we talk about it? We talked about it. No, when, oh, I say, yeah. when I say earlier, I mean I mean. Let's pre- talk about it. Yeah, then. yeah. I mean previous to the podcast. Of course, yeah. 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 Talk about the production. It's so yeah, sick. I I don't know who did the production on I, it. I you it said earlier it, it was a very Ulrich interesting name. It was that the, yeah, said. it was the, that guy. But also like Ulrich and Hetfield it's were Fleming like, Rasmussen. They were very much part of it. They they'd fiddle with like these tapes. Like this is before. Well, it's, it's sort of like before, how easy is it for us now to produce things? They had to fiddle yeah. with all these different plugins, or not even plugins, like, cut that. Um, all these different... <laughs> <laughs> they got auto-tune out. Yeah. They, got, they, <laughs> they got probably got did have auto-tune by then. Um, yeah, 86. C-Pain. 86. C-Pain came out with auto-tune. Did he? No, no, they did before that. Yeah, but he was... It's an argument. Share, share, share. Yeah, and even before that. T-Pain. Even before that. T-Pain made auto-tune. we pull it up? Yeah, pull it up, Jamie. Anyway, anyway... What we're on about, we're talking about the production of the album, yeah. and I think this is where it's it shows great production on this tune and the next tune, especially the next tune. I think, yeah, with this one, um, I, I I don't think this sounded any different from any of the other tracks, and it was just an instrumental in that yeah. way. I, I mean that the voice in the way that this album is produced is almost treated as an instrument. It's yeah. buried in the mix. Yeah. It's not at the forefront of the mix. But that's so most songs, isn't it? That's most Metallica songs. Yeah. There are a few that it is really Metallica, the voices yeah. take the present. More so in Ride the Lightning. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll agree, Dan. Voices, James, uh, Kurt, I don't know why I said James. Kurt, his voice takes the limelight in Ride the Lightning. In Fade to Black and Whom the Bells Told, that's that's a real running force. In this album, it's not so much. Yeah, it's just another instrument. Yeah, it's, it's not. It so always gets lost instrument. in the mix, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I sorry, keep going. No, go on. I just, oh, I mean, I haven't got much to say on this track other than it just bored me slightly. It bored you. Yeah, they they played it at um, Cliff Burton's memorial. Yeah. I can see why it's one of the sadder tracks, um, but it's just more thrash metal, and I just, you know, I'm just craving for melodies and like them. I I obviously this is you know I thought this was the one of the more melodic tracks on the album. That's a debate. That. It's awkward. No, just because like it had it obviously had that. As you know, know you're totally right. Up, you're totally right. Up, and then in it has that sort of beat switch, and it goes into the the more melodic side of it again. Another instrumental. It's like two instrumentals rolled into one. And I feel when you take away the voice, you don't have that kind of like. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, thrash, um, thrash, no thrash, thrash, no thrash. It's like, it's just a nice instrumental. And some of it's a thrash and some of it's a knob. It's not really too formulaic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I kind of like this one a bit more. Um, but I wouldn't say it was, you know, incredible. So you say, say this is a m- bit more structured with the voice involved. Well, there's no voice. No, no, there is, I'm saying this one... Oh, if there was voice... If there right. was voice, it would be a lot more structured. Yeah. And and, and that's what I think so you on think the that's others. what it's missing? But maybe. this is before... No, no, I, really I like displayed. how it's not structured. I feel like it's a bit of a release on the album. Yeah. You know, what, towards the end? Yeah. Yeah. I was just nodding off. Uh, let's go on to track... The final track, Damage Inc.
Yeah. This is pure, unadulterated. Oh my God, listeners. Um, trash. No, sorry. Trash. Thrash. <laughs> I, I read that wrong. I'm not going to lie, uh, though. Connotations with psychedelic rock are very heavy with the intro of this track. And the production yeah. on this is sick. It's it is the, sick. I, I got to say, that you, was the one part I liked about this track. It was yeah. the intro. I think yeah. Red's quite well produced, though. You know, it doesn't really save... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. Red's got a great producer behind it. Yeah. And he, he brings the best out of the songs. doesn't make it mind. great. It doesn't make it a great song. You can't make a great song out of a great production. Yeah. Simple as that. But there are you deep can't. roots in um, in psychedelic um, rock. That's great from you, Ben. In terms of... <laughs> <laughs> there are... So there are, there are inscribe that on a trophy. <laughs> um, there are deep roots in psychedelic rock in terms of Zepp and all the classic rock artists who um Metallica and Slayer and all that that took from it. They they their their tracks do some of them have psychedelic undertones. I mean if you took yeah. psychedelics to this music to most of the songs I'd probably die. Yeah, it you probably would, would scare you, would go you quite absolutely a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean you can sort of You'd invert. It's not yeah, it's not telling you to take it, but you can sort of see the twist of the psychedelics that they have on it. The start of this song I think the production's insane. I think the production's really good. The panning they use. And it sounds so cool. Benny, you love so a pan. Cool. I, I love a pan. I know you um, do. <laughs> on, this, on the intro of this track, um, what I do really you liked the, uh, the effects on this. I thought it was... I, d- I what don't do you know whether you heard it. What do you think of dropping straight in to, like I was saying, thrash metal riffs in terms of the same note being played bar after bar? Yeah. It sort of goes from this nice panning, psychedelic tune into at the start, that, like straight in. Do you think they could have done it slower? Because no, Metallica no, I think I think the the nature of that that whole thing of of the you know the thrashy kind of like do 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 do, I think that needs to be a stark yeah entrance. It needs a big entrance. Yeah, because you know I mean? I like it. I don't mind it. I think if I think I this did, is very yeah. much live music. What I was saying, you know, it's a great album. But seeing this live is a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. If you were there in the crowd and you had this, you had this ambient sort of psychedelic build at the start, really, really spacey, and you just cut into a hard cutting riff like that. Yeah. And you're into this, to this vibe and this sort of music at the time, you're, j- you're going to go off. You yeah. are. And I think I would go crazy. I'd love it. You know, this is the sort of stuff. Yeah. I think... I'd- I was just enjoying, I was trying to work out what they were doing with, uh, obviously it's like some p- pedals and whatever, but I, I could hear some sort of granular stuff yeah, it's going cool, on. isn't it? And I was like, is that around at this time? But you've like, got to think how, yeah, how much synths like, were used at this time. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite... But like the processing new. on the guitar is really, it's, I, I mean, something you'd hear these days, like it's, it's ahead of its time. And then it goes into this thrash. And to be honest, at this point, purely from the perspective of not being someone who's into that kind of stuff, it it just didn't sit well with me. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And this track yeah. is like, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this one, Dan. This track is like probably the heavier, one of the heavier I tracks felt, on the album. I felt that it was kind of, a sh- I don't know why. I mean, it, it, there's two different arguments with this track because I felt that it kind of was a damp squib at the end of the album because I think yeah. it would have been better to end with something a little bit more creative or just like a little bit more nuanced so when when it when it when it when i listened to it and i was waiting for like the first time i listened to it, obviously i was waiting for something to change in it and it was just pure unadulterated thrash and i i was just i, I there were times where 
like it would slow down slight it would just it would just quieten slightly and Hetfield's like singing would come in a bit more but and that woke me up I was like oh I'm back in the room and then it just goes flash yeah. and I just kept <laughs> nodding off uh it's really a shame because like, they're better than that yeah but again this is just so subjective it, it is, is it is but I think um I think one thing that they missed a trick on with this album is that a lot of the again just criticizing Metallica like I have a, like I have a reason to do so but they they you know they play up to the epic stuff they've got this epic writing yeah. about Cthulhu they got this these epic guitar solos these NFL players NFL players <laughs> they got these 8 minute long songs these huge tracks and then what is i mean as cliche as it is the most epic moment of the album the closer they finish with something so like repetitive standard. and like standard, standard like something that you'd expect to hear midway through the album i just thought they missed a treat on that yeah to play into the whole idea of master of puppets to come in with that final master of puppets who is the the huge like overseer of everything that just fits as a closer to bring it back to do you remember how on the last episode we discussed lucinda yeah and how the the final track on that rounded off the album so yeah, beautifully jackson jackson and it, it literally was it, it in a way it saved the album but it made it that next level and this was a, a missed opportunity for them to, to go that one step deeper I, I don't really understand it because they've they've got the capability to write about something a little bit deeper I, I just think for me as listen to all the albums I've listened to it's not a good closer yeah it's not I, I think the subject matter is good I think like the fact that they you know if they went through everything they went through uh it's just know, another song. drugs, all these things. And then they come to Damage Inc., which is this idea yeah. of like these overarching governments that control you and make everything, you know, you know, they dictate your whole life, how you move forward. That's the... the, the Almost like know. the pinnacle. And then at the end, they bring it back in yeah. for a right. summary track or just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just didn't fit yeah, right. You know you what I mean? think it should have ended with Cut something that. a bit slower? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even slower. I just think like themes, the themes of it are a bit like, it's not a point, but it's not a closing track. Yeah. Something me. that comes during the middle. Yeah. 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 yeah literally. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad song. It's just great. It's just heavy thrash. It I, is an interesting song. I'd be surprised if the they end. played this. I, I mean, the, the whispering's a gimmick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fair play to James on that. Yeah. Um, like uh, James's whispering was a bit of a gimmick, but I think he's better than that. Anyway, that's the that's the album. Yeah. Well, I think we should go on to. We've got favorite lyrics. I've I've got a favorite lyric, but I've oh, no, already, I do. I've I already do. read it out. Um, it's the one uh, about you know your breakfast on the mirror. Your breakfast um, on from, the mirror. Uh, breakfast from uh, Master of Puppets. I uh, really like that. Yeah, that's really good. As to be fair, that's really good. Uh, to be fair, uh, my favorite lyrics one, uh, Orion, uh, when he didn't speak <laughs> and it was and it elevated the track. Uh, what you webs? You got I'm any, not gonna any lie. Favorites? I'm more of a fan of just the riffs. I know you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a uh, more of a fan of just the guitar parts and the heavy, actual heavy metal. Yeah, the lyrics are great. I do. I I don't. I don't mind them. But I never really, when I listen to this music, I never think about the lyrics. I prefer his voice in the way that he makes the melody with his voice, and he always fits. The melody well with the actual the track. The way it sounds rather than what the he way says. that he si yeah he sings the right yeah. he sings the right notes. He, he knows how to make a nice melody in his voice for the track. He knows yeah. how to put it in and 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 perfectly do it. 
for these sort of tracks. So I prefer the actual sound of his voice, if you know what I mean, the actual notes he's hitting, as opposed to the actual lyrics. I never really listen to the lyrics, um, to be honest. I, I do on, not on this album in particular, but in Fate to Black and um, To Whom the Bells Toll yeah. on Ride the Lightning, I prefer those uh, two songs in particular. I, I do listen to the lyrics and nothing else matters as well because they're a bit slower and they're a bit more emotional in my yeah, point yeah. of view. Yeah, this yeah. album is mostly thrash. Um, although that lyric that you did tell me, uh, I think that's I great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think one thing on that is quite important to note. This is probably the first album in the list where the favorite lyric category doesn't really hold as much weight weight as it usually does, purely because the lyrics aren't at the forefront of the album. Whereas a lot of the, I mean, Lucinda is a poet. Maybe, maybe the band, maybe the band as well, as an exception. No, but I think but they wrote about. I think no, I I, I I do see what you say, but I think the band uh, that th- you can hear them sing. Yeah, you can hear <laughs> them sing, and and this the in the end the vocal line is is the main element of the track. So it's it's, it's more of a potent, it's more of a prominent, sorry, element. Yeah, yeah. On the song, and this is the first time where it's felt like the vocals are in kind of conflict with everything else that's going on in the track. So I feel like that maybe it doesn't really matter so much what the favorite lyric is. I'm going Nothing with favorite riff. I like that favorite riff. Favorite riff on favorite this, music. Favorite guitar riff. Gotta be the, sanitarium for me. You sanitarium? No, yeah. okay, okay. I, I just think that the power chord on Master of Puppets is the most iconic. Yeah, the power chord on I think Master, Master of Puppets is, again, for me, I yeah. think, I think yeah. it's sick. I th- it's and sick. I think that leads on to favorite track. What we're saying, for me, it's Master of Puppets. Uh, it's me, it's Sanitary. I agree with Weber on that. I think it's, it's the most complete track. Yeah. Um, it's just a classic Metallica me. track. It's yeah. a slow build, nice acoustic parts. Although Master of Puppets has an unbelievable they're both, acoustic They're breakdown. all classics. This album is classic. For me, it is between Master of Puppets or Sanitarium for this, for the, mm. for the limelight of this album. Yeah. And I chose Sanitarium because I like the acoustic at the start. I agree. Build to an epic rather than epic, slow cut to an acoustic. It's more of a song for me. I build. mean, I know I wouldn't slag thrash more, but yeah. songs for me just need a little bit more elements to them. I mean, actually, that's a complete lie. That's I'm chatting bollocks. But for me, just personally. Anyway, where we put where we put in this? Do we do final thoughts first? Oh, final thoughts. Well, can I ask you okay. two an in- interesting question? Yeah, please. Yeah, do ahead. you think dubstep and that sort of music that came out in two thousand twelve, two thousand eleven, is a modern man's heavy metal? Yes. No. no. Oh, because because hold on, have we just got some contention for the well, first time on this can, show? Can I can I follow <laughs> on from that point? In 19 in the 1980s when this was coming out you had no electronic music that was heavy or pumping that edm dubstep nothing that people could really go crazy for dubstep is just fucking uh, mental this is the closest thing they had back then to really going crazy like dubstep or electronic music that's like that I personally think that the people who like dubstep and that sort of heavy electronic music nowadays were back in the day listening to this kind of Metallica stuff fans, heavy stuff. metal fans. Oh, go no, on, what do, what do you think? think on there's this? a lot of truth in that, to be fair. Um, a lot of the. Um, I've met a few dubstep fans on my travels. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, in America. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the daughter of the homestay I was staying at was obsessed with it. She does have the same sort of qualities as I could see in a um, like heavy yeah. metal set uh, or thrash metal scene, like yeah. Eyeshadow. She's living for Electric Forest. She can't wait to go and listen to like 
um, Skrillex or uh, Bass Nectar. I just play their stuff, and I can see them being that being in that same sort of zone uh, mentally, where they they're obsessed with like just like losing themselves in the music. Yeah. But I just don't. I just think there's a sort of level of aggression in this heavy this thrash metal stuff, and this is the lyrics for me that change it, and the themes. There's no themes in 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 dubstep. No aggression in dubstep. No, I mean, yeah, it's barely. Centipede? There is aggression. There is aggression. Centipede? Knife party? Yeah, okay, it's a, uh, but it's not the same aggression. Well, I mean, in terms of you think it's like um, this is just a, a clearer aggression. Yeah, with, this is a clearer aggression. A, okay, a, but a clearer targets who it's, ag- who it's being aggressive at. Yeah, you know, what, what I'm speaking, I'm re- realizing that actually there are similarities, to be yeah. fair. Um, I'm gonna let you two go at it because I've asked you two the question. Whether okay, well, just fine. So you two go at it because you've got some contention here. No, no. Why well, don't I just I'll finish my point? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I just think that uh, the levels of aggression uh, they they do exist today, but I think they still exist in the thrash metal scene. Yeah, I know rock is dead. It's because there's less good thrash because Metallica they pioneered it. They came up with the best thrash, and the genre is so almost limited to how good it can be. And these guys are so talented that they pioneered it to a certain state where it became so big because they're so good at it. And I think that thrash metal scene hasn't... There's still people that love that that music, um, but they, they're just less of them. Like they, You see Metallica fans that are like our age. They exist. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think what they represent, though, passes over to different forms of music. I think of like... Um, I remember... I don't know if you've seen it. It's probably something you've seen. It's the... It's the BBC documentary where Jeremy Paxman interviews Odd Future. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've where, seen it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like the way that they paint out Odd Future to be this kind of like uh, so against the grain, like yeah. racist, um, homophobic, like terrible group of people. When basically they were just an outlet for a generation of Talking people. about Odd Future here. Yeah, I, I'm, ba- I'm talking about like the themes of rejection from the world and finding peace in or finding um respite in, yeah i think in, there's more in, in common forms of music that's the thing i think there's more in common with our future. future than yeah. than yeah. Bang well, i think that's maybe because dubstep. we don't i don't know about you i i really don't know much about the dubstep scene yeah but my understanding of when it came about there was like um there, it, it, it felt I wish like i that knew that you were trouble when you walked in you know, but obviously before it became, you know, so appropriated by popular like culture, and stuff. Yeah. it was I like, it was like a place for people to go on the internet on Tumblr where they could just, it was 2011, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was, it was 2010, 11, 12. And then it sort of just disappeared from the picture. Yeah. yeah but I, th- I didn't really disappear from the picture because it, it just, um, you still hear it. And do you still hear? No, but it just, it just dissipated in you know what? popular music. Oi, it just you know became... So, sorry, it just said oi. It just said oi. Oi. Um, oi. Right, no, but you know, it kind of, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. And this is a point that I think we should sum this up, this chat. Okay. Because um, it's so incredibly good. Um, basically. Uh, <laughs> um, Dan just doesn't want to get into it right now. No, basically, you know how you said that Bangarang was like, sort of like a flash in the pan. It had its scene for about five years. Yeah. So did Thrash. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. The differences between the two maybe is that uh, dubstep just kind of dissipated into popular culture. Like so did thrash. We, we we did a yeah, but it didn't become you know like a did it did. 
I don't know. Did it, did it become popular music? Did, 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 is dubstep popular music? I don't think it is. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Max Mine. I'm thinking yeah, yeah, that's like one or two songs. Thrash. Yeah, but then but then there's other tracks like Skrillex, Bangarang, that sorry, kind Wes. of stuff. Sorry, sorry. But that kind of stuff made it into the charts, made it into... Yeah, so did this. Yeah, but then did it become a, a template for popular music artists to replicate? And, and I don't know if it was a template. I think it was one or, one or two. Think, name well, another so one. That's what I mean, the difference. I think they're quite similar. But, du- but dubstep made it. I don't way. even know what I'm arguing anymore. Let's well, move what on. What we're saying, dubstep made its way into popular culture, whereas thrash didn't. Yeah, okay, I can agree with that. You see what I mean? I can agree with that 100%. I think thrash didn't make its way into popular culture. No, thrash is what you're saying. Never no that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. A formula for people to make number one hits. Yeah, it's like, let's copy Metallica. We'll get into number one. Whereas people are like, let's, ha- like Justin Bieber got. Skrillex to produce his oh, whole Jack U. purpose yeah. album yeah. because it was what was current at the yeah. time and he knew it would make him number one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Where should we move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh and wrap it up. Right. So final thoughts on the album. Where are you let's, let's just let's just get to the point. So this is ninety seventh on Rolling Stones one hundred albums of all time. Greatest one of all time. Uh for me, this is a genre that I just cannot comprehend and i i will i have tried you can hear probably throughout this podcast that i have gone deep into the law like i've studied it but at my age which i will say is a it's like a disability when you're trying to listen to new music um <laughs> uh 23 years old old um and i i desperately tried my best to find a passion for it like i do with most of the music that we've listened to yeah um so far this is the hardest I've found it. Yeah. Maybe slightly less than Taylor because, I mean, I like pop anyway and I just think that's crap. But this is a new genre to me. Uh, not that I'm a mass... I am a massive fan, to be fair, of classic rock. And I listen to Black Sabbath. That's heavy metal. And this is a subgenre that just takes it to the next level. For me, this is going... On my, on my list, um, it's going 99th after Taylor. Um of best of all time and it probably won't last because i'm getting rid of it because i just hate i just i think thrash is thrash is a flash in the pan genre yeah that died for a reason okay big cutting words so when you rank these yeah when you're saying you put it 99th is that out of the albums that you've done yeah, so, so far? One, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, so 100 is re- taylor you can rearrange 90, 99 is yeah yeah but it, it won't go higher i mean it might go slightly higher yeah yeah I, I mean, sorry, yeah, so that's so, you're so, right, you're so, right. So where, well, I mean, how high could it go at the moment, really? Are the highest it's going is now. I've only got five seven. albums. So for, in the end, got, we could listen albums. to the next 98, the, ni- the next 95, and they're all awful. Yeah. And it and could it go goes number, goes number one. one. Three. Number, number two. one. Number seven. Two. Seven. It'd be number two. two. Yeah, it'd be two. It'd be number two. Where'd you put it? I'd put it in 90. It'd be three. It'd be three, yeah, because I've got, so far, I've got Lucinda Williams, and then the band, and then this, and then Taylor. Is that the same as you, Alex? Well... I think this, I would have put this last, right, purely because at least Taylor Swift I can listen to. Like, I find this really hard to listen to, and that, that is no disrespect to um, the music or anything like that. It's just where where I've grown up, where I've come from. I'm not into the music at all, but as a musician and from a mu- musician's perspective, 
I feel like this deserves to be above the trash that is Taylor Swift, which is why I put it at 99. Because <laughs> purely because purely because it, the culture, the musicianship on this album deserves to be um, put in the same bracket as the band and Lucinda Williams. Whereas yeah. I feel like Taylor Swift is just so long way off any of that that you just can't justify it. Yeah. What about you, Webster? I'd put it. I'd put it. You said you've done up to 97. This is 97. Yeah, but we've only done four albums now. I I wouldn't put this as 97. I'd put it at 98. Because who, who I, listened, I listened to Lucinda Williams last yeah. week, and I I liked it. Yeah, it's really great. Did. My personal opinion on this album, it's not my favorite Metallica album. No. It's not. So if I was going to pick any Metallica album to go in here, it would be Ride the Lightning. But Ride the Lightning is very classic Rocky. And there's so many people have done classic so rock to compete with better than Metallica. Yeah. So it's never going to get on there. Whereas this is genre defining, but it's still not my favorite. If I was going to go to any form of rock, I'd go to classic rock every day of the week. Led Zeppelin, my favorite band ever. Yeah. So I find it, you know, as much as I do listen to the album and I, I do like certain songs on the album, it's not my go-to in terms of Metallica. So it's not going to go the highest, but I still think it's better than Taylor Swift and the band so from what yeah, I've listened okay. to. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Because uh, it's closer to classic rock, which is my favorite genre, than anything else on here so far. It might be a bit biased, yeah. but I still, I still rate the musicianship in it. I did like the band quite a lot. Um, in terms of Taylor Swift... I'm not gonna lie, I've never really listened to Taylor Swift. It's quite a, it's quite a specific genre like this. Yeah, I mean it's it's thirteen year old girls <laughs> coming uh, of age. Yeah, I'd say you've yeah, passively yeah. listened to it though. Yeah, you? yeah. Passively, yeah. yeah. I mean in the You're car. Not going out of your way to listen it's to it's it gone on the radio, but I mean like it's nothing I tune into deliberately. Um Yeah, it, it's a specific genre just like this. Just nobody specifically goes and, and tunes into Taylor Swift. Uh, they do, they do definitely. Unless you're that 13-year-old girl coming of age. I don't know. I think no, a lot I of normie, normie pop pop fans would tune in. I, I do kind of see yeah. what you're saying. Like the Taylor super, there's Taylor super fans. Swifties. But I think the difference is, is they there's, hate there's, us. there's these, passive listeners for Taylor, whereas I mean. there isn't for Metallica. Yeah. These, these two genres, heavy metal and Taylor Swift, they, they both require specific tune-ins. Like none of you or none of us would specifically tune into Taylor Swift. None of us would Maybe you two wouldn't specifically tune into heavy metal. No, I don't know any of my mates or any of my. Do, do you know any of our girls? No, but what who the thing is, I'm, tune I'm so Taylor grateful Swift? that we no. have listened to this because it's like oh, yeah. I'm missing this on my mind. Like, oh yeah, I can't feel confident talking about music without having listened to as many genres as I can. I think this has opened my mind up to a new genre. You got to understand it. that this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the best thrash metal. Yes, hundred percent thrash metal. Well, I mean, I can't even say that. I've listened to barely any, but album uh, of all time. But I just going off popular opinion. But I don't think it's the best heavy metal. I this is specific. It's not the best heavy metal. Thrash metal album. Fur Black Sabbath. Yeah. War heavy, Pigs. In terms of heavy, yeah. Well, they're still um, classic rock. No, that's, that is heavy metal. No, it's classic rock. Black Sabbath's classic rock, but they inspired heavy Arguments. metal. No, they did. No, they're classic. They're classic. They're you classic. know what they need to be you, fair. I promise you. They're classic rock. Led Zepp, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. But um, in terms of Metallica, you know, this is a, this this album is very thrash metal. It's not the heavy metal that we're used to in the albums before. Yeah. I do prefer the albums before. Um, 
it's it's a specific taste thrash metal it's very hard to get into so i can understand why you two don't want to get into it um, right no we don't want to get into it we've got into it we've tried y- you know what i mean by not getting into it not how uh, we haven't sort of haven't taken it. to it. Yeah, yeah yeah i get that it's hard to take to something that specific yeah. as a genre you know it's very individual tastes yeah. at right. this point i think to wrap up as much as we appreciate you have, having you on the show you are only a guest so it goes at 98 <laughs> uh, <so laughs> that's his own um, specific list. He can have it. I mean, yeah, ninety-eight yeah, I mean, is what list. I asked for, isn't it? I yeah, said we had I said ninety-seven. Okay, ninety-nine. But anyway, it's a shambles. Oh god. That's Thanks for joining anyway. us. Follow us at um, mbdlf underscore podcast on Instagram uh, for more updates on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks it's for been an absolute guys. pleasure, Webs. Thanks, Webs. So helpful, honestly. You've held our hand through this. And we'll see you next week for the next album. I'm sure we'll see Leighton again for another episode. Dub. Dub. Do you want to know?